listening to Skullcrack, Ireland's first and foremost Magic the Gathering podcast. I am your host David Wolf, and I am joined here by Caroline and Alan. Each and every week we bring you all the latest news about Magic the Gathering. to say but I couldn't so I just stuck with the old very very yeah, good the unreliable very good that's good though. no news is very good news as they say yeah that's exactly yeah. yeah true yeah no I'm well as well I'm doing, yeah. I'm doing good how are you Wolf good good yeah I'm good um, a bit depressed after my poor performance yesterday but we'll get to that uh, <laughs> at the pre-release as well. yes yeah, <laughs> yeah, should, yeah. <laughs> just to clarify yeah um, uh, so yeah we have uh, quite a lot to talk about in our show today even though like usually Kind of the week after a pre-release, there's kind of nothing going on. Everyone's just waiting for the, everyone's just waiting for the, the set to release and kind of get their hands on it, and have the first couple of tournaments. But there's actually quite a lot to talk about. Yeah, I kind of um, thought this would be a quiet one where we'd be struggling for for news and stuff like that. It's actually loads. Yeah, but it, Wizards actually delivered a delivered a bunch for us to talk about. So. They certainly did. Yeah, dropping all sorts of news bombs. Yeah. Um, so we have. Uh, I'll just give a quick rundown of what we're going to talk about today. We have um, the announcement of the fall set, or the name of the fall set, uh, which is Ixalan. Uh, we have a lot of organized play announcements, like um, stuff about RPTQs, the Pro Tour, Nationals formats. We have the announcement of another master set, Iconic Masters, uh, another commander set for this year. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about the magic story, and then we're going to get to our uh, tournament report and our deck of the week. Cool. Can't so, wait. <laughs> will we start off with uh, Ixalan? So yes. this is very um, thin uh, in terms of content, but like you know, we, we found out the name of the of the set. <laughs> yeah. We, well, well, we found out the name of the set, but uh, based on the the previous Atlazan yeah. uh, mock-up booster packs that was released, we yeah, we have some information based on that. Yeah. yeah, so we can kind of assume that it's going to be a sort of Mesoamerican yeah. theme, sort of like Mexican heritage, or you know, like a Mesopotamian, or, yeah. or yeah. Uh, all those things. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> loads of stuff. Yeah, um, yeah, ancient historical cultures of American origin. Um, so this this came as part of the organized play announcement, which, as I was just saying there, I feel like um, it just uh, Helen Berjo just kind of announced the. It's such it was such a weird throwaway. It was just like we're happy to announce that this the fall set uh, the name is Ixalan and blah 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 blah. blah, that was blah. It. That yeah, was that's it. it. No, yeah. nothing else mentioned yeah. about the content yeah. of the set. And I feel like she, they just did that because she didn't want to refer to the Pro Tour for Pro Tour Ixalan yeah. as. The third Pro Tour of 2017 for the rest of the article. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's like first had a word count to stay, to stay under. <laughs> yeah, exactly. One way around that was yeah, yeah. Control F, X and N. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It would have just been awkward, yeah. And uh, and as well, like because of the Atlasan mock-up stuff that had been leaked. I think I think it was leaked. It was, yeah, it was, it, was. Uh, it was meant to be like an internal, yeah, yeah. or a private survey or whatever. Yeah, I guess I guess they were like, ah, oh, people kind of already know what it is. Anyway, yeah, we'll just so. throw it out there. Yeah. 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 What do you think of the change between Ixalan and Atlasan? Do you think the set was ever going to be called Atlasan, or do you think that they just used that as literally a mock-up and they hadn't decided yet? Yeah, it might have been just feedback from whatever that focus group thing was that 
yeah, people didn't like the name, or maybe there was sort of Possibly. reasons. Yeah, yeah it, it might be that they don't like the name. It might be that it turned out that the name Atlazan or the name Ix- Ixalan, mm-hmm. uh, like references another magic card or something like that, or oh, something, yeah, yeah. something in the lore. Possibly, yeah. I'm not sure if that's true. Because I think, know? yeah, I, I think maybe was Atlazan an actual ancient city, or maybe it's like a name really similar to Atlazan. Someone pointed out. That might be uh, was too close to that. Like, well, I mean, there's Atlantis. I mean, I think no, not Atlantis, <laughs> a, a real ancient city. Uh, I, I yes, though. I think you're wait, right. What you, wait, what do you said, Alpha? <laughs> <laughs> like, God, I'm pretty sure Atlantis is 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 buried in the ocean. Oh, that's that's what yeah, it's supposed yeah. to be. Yeah, I think that okay. that Atlas, like, if they were ever gonna go with that, that would be like a combination of Atlantis, like ancient lost city, yeah, plus. Mesoamerican stuff. Yeah. Yes. But maybe they just didn't want to go in that direction. Or maybe that was never the name. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Too, yeah. Um, who knows? Because, yeah, because I know. Us being Mar- this makes me happy because I'm pretty sure that the name of the following set, the spotter set, is like, it's a really terrible name, which is, I think it's uh, Conquests of Power, I think it was called. Yeah, something like that. Redundancy yeah. of Redundancy. Yes. You know, it's like yeah. all conquests are conquests of power. <laughs> I mean, is this just a guess based on the naming conventions thus far? No, I think it, this actually no. was. Oh, they have the, said this. On oh, the same right. Well, no, they didn't say it. It was in the same survey. Ah, right, right, yeah, right. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. I mean, our, our devastation was in that. And yeah, yeah, that's correct. Yeah. It was correct. Yeah, yeah. Out of Gatewatch. <laughs> yeah, something of something. Yes. Yeah, yeah they true. have kind of been following that. Uh, well, I mean, Ether Revolt. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's revolting. <laughs> maybe it was at one point. Yeah, maybe. Hang on. I think I've done this wide open. I think this the larger set is always named after the plane. plane. Oh my yeah. god! I was actually, I, I actually just thought that now. But maybe, <laughs> maybe you viewers at home, listeners at home, knew that from. The I mean, it's not always. Yes, it's it's uh, always I mean, it's like the, the the name is in there, but it doesn't mm. have to just be like, for example, it was cans of Tarkir, not just Tarkir. Okay. Yeah, yeah, but sure, it's yeah. but it's usually like noun preposition. Set like set place. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's uh, that's what we can glean from that. I mean, yeah, uh, it, it kind of yeah, it, it does kind of sound like Mesoamerican stuff. So I'm not really sure what to expect from that. Yeah. Um, I mean, I suppose, yeah. In I know in we, we, we might be talking about this war. We talk about the magic story, but we have. I mean, this is as widely speculated now. So there is a whole thing in Amaket. It's like the the suns, and if they move between. The bolus horns. Yeah. The, the god emperor comes back, or the god pharaoh comes back. But like, yes. and then, then so the whole thing with like astrology and the movement of stars was like a big, um, what's it called, a big Mayan thing. And Mayans are also that's true yeah, in that yeah. space. So that's true. It could be following that theme or something. Mm-hmm. That's really as far as we can go. I well, mean, that's actually a good point. Yeah, I hadn't thought about that. Uh, I, I don't really know anything about it, or uh, I don't know if it's been referenced in any other magic cards. Probably not, because I imagine we would have heard about it yeah. on Reddit. Someone mm-hmm. would have dug it up by now. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's pretty cool. I I just I, like it's a cool team for them to explore. I I hope they do it well. Obviously, yeah. like I think uh, a lot of people were disappointed with Kaladesh and how that explored the sort of Indian culture trope that they were going for because mm-hmm. they just like none of the cards from Kaladesh really feel Indian or yeah, reflective of the culture. Mm-hmm. I think I think with Amonkhet they seem to already just from the first set alone have done that much better. That's, yeah, yeah, it's really clear. Yeah, um, like it's it's very very flavorful so yeah. I don't know I hope, hope that keeps up with the next block it is a bit unusual that we're getting a new a new plane like three sets in a row I thought it was going to be Vryn oh, yeah. Kaladesh yeah, Kaladesh yeah. and then think. but I, I suppose we did get a return two sets in a row before that we got return to 
Zendikar and return to Innistrad. Innistrad so that's true. And yeah. then yeah, Ars. So I think we kind of this. Yeah, I think we can be was. pretty sure that the one after Ixalan will be like a return somewhere. Yeah. Because Mark Rosen said a while ago that they want to do fifty percent. No, oh, really? Okay. Fifty fifty mm. returns on new planes. Well, they can't do that forever. They can. They oh no, I mean, I said we could go back a second time. Go in their seven year plan, I suppose. Okay. Yeah. yeah. You yeah. Return to yeah. return a rapid. Yeah. 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 Exactly. <laughs> People yeah. would be happy with that. I think, yeah, I, I, yeah, I yeah. love playing a, a limited graphical format. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, so I think, we, yeah, we can come back to that that kind of thing, Ixalan stuff, when we go back to the, when we talk yeah, about yeah. the magic story as well. Um, okay, so we have loads of organized play announcements. Uh, the first one I have here is um, the reversion of the Pro Tour Top 8 to the old format. So they had changed the Pro Tour Top 8. How many Pro Tours did they do this for? Like three? Two or three? I think it was two, and it could be three. Just two, sure. yeah, 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 okay. And it was um, was basically uh, if you got higher seeding, you kind of basically got buys in the top eight. Yeah, yeah. so you were in the top eight, but really you just were in the top four. Yeah. Um, and then the two people with the lowest seeding, or the the lowest, um, yeah, yeah, the lowest Swiss ranking in the top eight were kind of not really in the top eight because they had to play an extra round. Yeah, there was a, there was an extra round. Yeah. yeah. So it was like the bottom the bottom four people kind of had to play it out to manage to get yeah. into the top 8 basically. Yeah. Yeah, so their reasoning was that uh to to try and reduce the amount of intentional draws. Yeah. And it turned out that just didn't happen. Yeah. Basically. So people were just drawing just as much uh like even if they had to play the extra round the prestige of getting a pro tour top eight yeah. was still just too mm. much to like a top eight just means means too much. It does, yeah. yeah, yeah I mean, for someone's career, yeah. do you know what I mean? Because it's much easier to rack up even like let's say two or three top eights than it is to even get one win. Yeah, yeah. So of course. it just that's what people that's the metric that people go by, and if that's the case, people are just always going to draw into the top eight. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, like so I think it's hand. good that they've kind of admitted that that didn't work and changed it back fairly yeah. quickly it's because. Good. I think, and also I think, just like from a from a spectator point of view, just having a simpler structure in the top eight is just yeah. better mm-hmm. in terms of being able to create a storyline. Because like if if you're like a commentator and you're trying to you're trying to like hype it up and make it dramatic, like it's hard to do that when like one of the guys in the final has just gotten a buy into the semifinals or possibly both yeah, of them have. Exactly. It's just like it makes half of the top eight feel like it didn't really matter. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, exactly. It's yeah. true. So yeah. Um, yeah, the only the only, the only thing that I did like about that that um method or or what they were doing at that time uh is that it was it was there was more matches to spectate there were yeah yeah um i don't know if the, i don't actually know if it's mentioned in the article are they going to go back to best of 3 i believe i i thought they said that maybe we should check because i yeah. i thought they said they were going to change the sideboarding back to the way it was as well yeah, so it was like previous in in the new top eight structure. It was, or uh, the old new top eight. The old new top eight, <laughs> like the old new rotation <laughs> schedule. Yeah. Uh, yeah, in the old new top eight structure, it was two games on sideboarded and then three games potentially yeah. sideboarded. Yeah. Um, let me just have a quick look here. Nationals. Uh, oh, there's also some updates to the way pro points and. Uh, and prize money will be awarded as well for like the World Magic Cup and stuff, and for the Pro Tour. And for the Pro Tour, which yeah. I've seen pros be quite unhappy about. Yeah. Um, like I think it was Owen Turnwald possibly tweeted about this, where he said that uh, if you get eighth place in Pro Tour Amonkhet, you will get less money 
than eighth place got in Pro Tour Chicago, which was in the year two thousand. That, that does. That <laughs> so yeah, not right. I, that's um, God. Yeah. I actually it doesn't it doesn't say whether the it's going to change to best of three, best of five. Oh, okay, maybe, it doesn't maybe, give that information. Maybe I dreamt up then. So, um, but yeah, I, I think the prize money is interesting to talk about. Like, so yeah, a lot of pros basically have complained that. Wizards just haven't kept up with inflation in terms of prize money. And like, yeah. and the idea that someone... Because Magic is so much bigger now. The idea that someone can get less prize money for a much tougher tournament now yeah, yeah. In, uh, in an age where you know inflation has, has made the money worth less can, can get less, you know. And like, it's tougher for a number of reasons as well. It's tougher because uh, there's more players playing, so there's more players at that higher level. Uh, there's also a lot more information nowadays than there yeah. used to be. Yeah. So like, you, you don't get, yeah. In gen, the average of a player has just gone up, and you don't get as much of like you still get an advantage from playing on a team yeah. and sharing that information, but you don't get as much as you used to get. Like there's a lot of people who train, who like, um, it is trained right words. Who play yeah. tests, yeah, or yeah. practice yeah. Uh, like alone or with like one or two friends mm. that do very well on the pro tour, yeah. and that's just their method. And yeah. then you have these massive teams, and yeah, they're very successful as well. But it's not the only way that you have to go. Yeah. yeah so it's it's I don't know. It it is a little bit ridiculous that uh that yeah you could top eight tournaments you know seventeen years apart. Mm-hmm. And, that is actually yeah, and get get paid less for yeah, the same rather than less. Like when you look at other games, like I know that Magic doesn't bring in the the, the amount of spectators of other games, but like millions and millions of dollars for like a Dota two team or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Shared between four people or whatever, like you know, five people on five. Sorry, five people. Yeah. yeah. Um. I mean, obviously, it gets shared around. The management is going to take. Yeah, the management and well. like there's other people in the team on the bench and stuff like that. Yeah, but even yeah. still, it's like it's the, yeah, like yeah. I mean, the largest tournaments for that are tens of millions of dollars. Yeah. But uh, there is a difference there, and that the turn the prize pools for those tournaments at the international for Dota, a lot yeah. of it is generated by the community. That's true. Yeah. So for wizard, like wizards are just footing the bill. For the pro tour, essentially, so yeah. so it's slightly different, but uh, yeah, but it's not like they don't have money in their pockets. They don't have money in their pockets, <laughs> and like the international is a huge promotional tool for Valve yeah. and Dota, just the same as the pro tour is a promotional tool for Wizards. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah, I'm just blown away by the fact that like you said, year 2000 was 17 years ago. That's, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I, I just zoned out for the last five minutes. Sorry what? to anyone who had a panic attack. <laughs> yeah. What? Um, okay, so I'll just give you, uh, I'll give everybody a rundown of the uh, the the prize structure, and they also adjusted the way pro tour, pro points will be given out as well. So for sixty four to forty nine place, it's going to be a thousand dollars to each player. Uh, forty eight to thirty three is fifteen hundred dollars. Thirty two to twenty five is two thousand. Twenty four to seventeen three thousand. Sixteen to nine is five thousand, and then you get to the top eight. So it's kind of a sliding scale, um, all the way up to one. So six thousand for eighth place, seven thousand five hundred for seventh, nine thousand for sixth, ten thousand for fifth, uh, twelve thousand five hundred for fourth, fifteen thousand for third, twenty thousand for second, and fifty thousand for first. I didn't realize that. That means that means they must play uh, placement matches after you've you've already lost then in the top eight. To decide who comes seventh and who comes eighth and stuff like that, I didn't realize Ooh, that was yeah. a thing. Yeah, I'm not really or sure how that's going to work because really? I, I was uh, Frank Lepore was talking about it on uh, on Magic TV and he was saying like how there 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 could basically be no 
like between the person between like between fifth and eighth, there could be literally no difference between how they did in the Swiss. Oh yeah, yeah, and they're getting such a huge difference in in prize pay. Yeah, God. so like, how is that going to work exactly? That is pretty tough if it's just based on the Swiss. And then even if you make someone play like a like a playoff match or whatever to decide, mm-hmm. you know, between the two like the two the two people who got knocked out in the quarterfinals. Yeah, if you make them play to see who's seventh and who's eighth. Mm-hmm. Um, or sorry, the, you, yeah, yeah. Uh, however many <laughs> people uh, like. Like, after you've already been knocked out of the tournament, you're not going to be playing at your best. Yeah. You're not going to be that excited to, like, to figure out yeah. where exactly you finished. Even if it means a little bit more money, you're probably, the wind's going to be knocked out of your sails already. So that's yeah. that's not a great way to yeah, do things either. Yeah. So but with the, with the way Frank Lepore was talking about it, it seemed that they would be... So the updated prize money and pro points would reflect that for a good finish in the Swiss rounds. Yeah. Yeah, so there's discrepancy tr- between finish order and the previous version. Yeah, so they're trying. That's another change to try and make less draws happen mm-hmm. again because it gives you a little bit more of an incentive to mm-hmm. uh, to play on to to get a little bit of a better finish. Mm-hmm. But like at the at the very top of the bracket, obviously it's it's people are still just going to ID. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Does. But people, yeah, sort of in the top thirty-two or whatever might play it out more. Mm-hmm. Again, though, will they? <laughs> like the, yeah i mean it's it's really the way the structure is set up and like people are so invested on trying to stay stay on the pro tour stay on the train yeah it's really you, you have to give people a big incentive not to just id once they're i mean it's, it's really a problem of the swiss tournament style isn't yeah. it yeah like, yeah I, I think there's no way around it like yeah I, the only way around it would be like single or double elimination yeah, instead change everything well i mean yeah. uh, in Yu-Gi-Oh, you're just not allowed intentional draw did you know that no. Yeah, they play Swiss, but you're not allowed to draw. So what? Like, how do they deal with? I'm not sure. I think a lot of matches go to time. <laughs> I think it's timeout. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So I think I heard it too. Yeah, it does timeout, and it's uh, yeah. Which uh, so that's that's, that's obviously yeah. even worse. That yeah, is, that, that's yeah. worse. Yeah. Well, yeah. also, a lot of people would be like maybe not tempted to do that because there, there's obviously a punishment for it. That's true. Yeah. yeah. Um, like, yeah. like it might be that nowadays people hold magic and tournament magic in a high enough regard that most people just are not going to do that if there's a rule against it like the, this uh, this reality this thing where like oh we, we'll just accept the reality that people are going to unintention like people are going to intentionally draw if they're not allowed to that might be a holdover from old times in magic when you know a lot of people cheated and oh i mean people i think at the level like at gp and pro tour level i think People are still gonna I exploit there's... any little advantage they can get. Yeah, that's true. There's a lot of money yeah. on the line, so yeah, yeah. I was, I was just kind of kind of related. I was talking just about magic in general to one of my friends. He's getting into magic, and I was talking about um, organized play, tournament play, and I, mm-hmm. I, I mentioned the whole yeah you know, ID thing into top eight, and he was just blown away by the fact that you're allowed ID because he, he plays football. He was just saying like, yeah, obviously. It, in, in like in 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 like a big tournaments of football like the World Cup or the Euros, it, it is like a space that goes to yeah. single elimination. And he's saying that like it's just flat out match fixing if you're if yeah, you're in the green to draw. Yeah, and uh, he's blown away that it's a regular thing that's done in. Yeah. It's in it's magic. mad. Like it was crazy to me moving from playing Street Fighter tournaments to to Magic as well because mm. Street Fighter tournaments are generally just straight <laughs> double elimination. Sometimes yeah. sometimes you'll have a re- like a round robin group into a into a double elimination where and in that circumstance you could get the idea where a draw you know would be beneficial mm-hmm. to two people in the last round of round yeah. robin mm-hmm. but a drawing is just not an option in street fighter you just yeah. play and someone wins it's not yeah. it's not possible in the, to to draw a street fighter game because yeah. 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 because yeah. you just go all right play again play the nice game because yeah. a street fighter game only lasts five minutes yeah so, yeah yeah that's yeah, different yeah yeah uh, yeah it's, yeah, it's just <laughs> a function of the fact that that magic 
games last so long. Yeah. Basically, yeah. Uh, so, like, yeah, that was that was one of the things I really didn't like when I started playing Magic competitively mm-hmm. because after years and years of playing Street Fighter, but I quickly realized, like, oh, this is just this is the way it has to work. Yeah, it's reality. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I feel like in a way it's also part of a product of the variance that's part, that's that's uh, integral to Magic and that, like, yeah, one solution would be to do single, single elimination all the way through or double elimination all the way through. But like, the fact that I think because if you go from if instead you're doing Swiss going to top eight you know, in the Swiss you can lose a match or two because mm-hmm. you know, even if you're the best player in the world you still will lose yeah, a match or two. Course, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I think it's because of that uh, variance, which is which is uh, that that variance is why we're stuck with or stuck with in inverted commas uh, uh, a Swiss because mm-hmm. a single elimination all the way through a tournament would just feel terrible to. to, to yeah, it is kind of unfair at the same. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, because of the. I don't hear that often enough. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the randomness built into Magic is one of its, its greatest strengths and one of its yeah, we- greatest yeah. weaknesses That's what at the same time. I think, yeah. some, I think well, there, there'll, there'll be no more though. We have cycling cards now. No more randoms. Yeah, I know. I, I, actually, I actually don't know <laughs> so much during Greece. We'll talk about that later. But cycling cards are, are the savior to Magic. It's yeah, the best thing yeah, happened really since the basic island. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're pretty great. Um, okay, we go on to some of the other... Uh, Organized sure. play stuff. Yeah. Okay. So RPTQs. We have a couple of couple of things to say about RPQ, RPTQs. So they're adding uh, five overall. Um, so they're increasing the number from thirty two to thirty seven. Um, and one of those is being added in Europe. So that's what's relevant to us. Probably not Ireland. Uh, <laughs> actually, no. no. Actually, I, I doubt they're adding. I think they might be actually adding more than five. Sorry. Uh, let me just double check here on the. On the announcement, um, that's nationals. Yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe, maybe there's five in Europe. Because I feel like what happened five. Or I think it's, five, well, it's just one. It's just one in Europe. One in Europe, okay. Um, I mean, it'll make yeah, a difference in, in that uh, it'll just slightly <clears throat> dilute the like the attendance of of okay. all of them. There'll be slightly less players attending. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, adding five. Like they like so if you it'll dilute it by like whatever like what is it eighteen percent or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. If you're splitting it with an, with another event, mm-hmm. that's presuming there's the same amount of qualifiers, same amount of PPTQs, which mm-hmm. I think there are. So it'll make all the events slightly easier because you just have less people, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they're not increasing PPTQs. It's, it's no, it's just RPTQs. Yeah. 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 But at the same time, they have changed how many slots get, uh, Pro Tour slots okay, get put yeah. out for people uh, based on attendance. Uh, and already, like European RPTQs, mm-hmm. I think, sort of only usually qualify like two to four people. Mm-hmm. So I don't think that RPTQs are going to be massive enough to that actually, for it actually to have a practical effect, it's yeah. not going to make a big sure. difference. Yeah. yeah, so I think it's I think it's for good us. in that like it gives people more flexibility to play and it will make the events slightly less tough. Um, so those are good things. But on the on the other side of the coin, we have the the change at the same time that there will now be an entry fee toward BTQs. Mm-hmm. Oh, so uh, which will is is I believe up to the tournament organizer. Yeah, to, yeah it is to decide what it is. Um, this is this is something I've seen a big outcry about because people. I mean, magic is an expensive hobby, and mm. being a tournament magic player costs quite a bit of money. And you're already grinding, you know, all your PBTQs in a season, and then you like most for people which ha- you pay an entrance fee. Yeah, yeah for which you play an entrance fee. Most yeah. most people are traveling to those as well. Like yeah. it's, there there might be yeah. one in the city where you live, but for yeah. the other ones you're traveling. And then almost everyone travels for the RPTQ, right? Yeah. yeah. And 
that's like that's a, that's a, it like it really adds up and just like it it is a bit of a kick in the teeth to to ask players to pay for those now as well yeah um obviously it's good for tournament organizers but i mean i don't really care about yeah. tournament organizers was there like a problem before of tournament organizers losing money over i think yeah i think <laughs> because of the change there was I mean that's it yeah, yeah. I, I mean, sure sure but yeah there was piece of better but that's that. because wizards were like wizards are responsible f- were responsible for for that financial responsibility yeah so that means that wizards just weren't making it profitable for these guys to run the events yeah, it, it, yeah. It's, it's in the nation it's not, not yeah not, it, it I don't know I think it's uh, the, the the language in the in the article here says Based on discussion with stores, we have made the decision to allow organizers to charge an entry fee for regional Pro Tour qualifiers. That actually means that they don't have to if they don't oh, want yeah. to. Right, but, if, <laughs> but well, realistically, they never won't. A hundred percent of events will have entry fees. Yes, exactly. Like, yeah, it, that makes no difference. And yeah. that is just, in my opinion, a slightly sneaky way for Wizards to kind of play around with the language yeah, and make yeah, it sound not so bad. I don't like that at all, to be yeah. honest. Yeah, yeah. I wonder if, like, maybe, I don't know, if, if, if there was, like, one venue that decided, you know what, we're going to not charge you guys and girls, we're not going yeah, yeah. to put a price on, and then everyone will just go to that, and then that'll be <laughs> just be much harder. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I, mean, yeah. Well, I mean, I think I think that would benefit that, 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 it would, deal, it, like, it would, but I mean, yeah. that's, I don't think that's going to happen, yeah, and like, but then because it's so large, if that one's really large, it might be attractive to put an entry fee on it, <laughs> <laughs> that's true actually, yeah, true. yeah, yeah, because I mean, I, I don't know, although I, you could make loads of incidental sales of, yeah, of singles and stuff, like I, I mean, like, I'm, I'm, I know, in just in general, people say that, like, uh, a large amount of, it sounds, it sounds ridiculous, but a large amount of their revenue comes from, like, people buying snacks there, yeah, yeah, like, like yeah. in a cinema, like, so, yeah, because the, the margins on actual cards, I don't think, are yeah. amazing, yeah. Um, but yeah, just for the actual numbers, uh, in terms of how many RPTQs there are, um, in each round, it's going from thirty-two to thirty-seven. I'm just giving you an idea of the uh, how, how many each uh, region has. So Asia Pacific is going to go from five to six. Europe is going to be going from nine to ten. Latin America is from three to four, and North America is from fifteen to seventeen. Yeah, it's crazy. North, North America has a pretty good, don't they? Yeah. Like so, I don't know. It, to me, this is just. I did, like I'm not too down on the the RPTQ system. Like I've only been grinding PBTQs for a little while, uh, so I, I don't know that much about it. I've never been to an RPTQ, mm-hmm. but it's just a sign to me that like especially for players like us living on an island, yeah, uh, the system just doesn't really work at all yeah, in our really favor. Heavy, it's hard for us, yeah. Like I was thinking about nationals and like what if PBTQs instead were like nationals qualifiers for Ireland? Like I feel like players would be so much more into that like as a focus for like a national event like that happens every year something you qualify for and like mm-hmm. the whole community's there and stuff like that i feel like people would be really into that whereas like a lot of the time in ireland where someone wins a pptq like i've like there've been multiple multiple pptqs i've went to where people drop out of the top 8 because they don't care about they just want to enter a magic tournament. And yeah, they're, yeah. And they're yeah, yeah. Play magic that weekend. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and they're, they're not going to travel for an RPTQ. Yeah, yeah. Um, because, because when you live in Ireland, that means taking a flight to yeah. the mainland. Yeah, you have to. Yeah, you have to. And you have a holiday planned. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, I don't know. The, the system was already not great for, for people in certain countries. And, mm-hmm. yeah, this change is just <coughs> purely negative, in my opinion. Yeah. Un- yeah. Like, Unless the extra RPTQ is in Dublin. <laughs> right, yeah, but like we don't even get GPs, so <laughs> yeah, 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 that's, yeah. Yeah, that's the, even like the 
GPs is another point. Like mm. people are constantly, if you're if you're a grinder, you're constantly dropping them for GPs as well. Yeah. So now to have to also play for RPGQs, yeah. and like, I know the promo is a bit of a kind of money back thing, but like. They haven't been great. Well, not, not yeah, they haven't been fantastic. Yeah, they have not been fantastic. Like when it when it was Snapcaster Mage, fair enough. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. Like I presume the Snapcaster Mage promo would just pay for your flights. Mm. Yeah, but like yeah, Progenitus not so much. Well, Progenitus is the GP one now. Oh, sorry. Sorry, oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Emrakul is the order. Yeah, Emrakul is, which is still not even. Which again, not great. Like, I mean, there's already a there's like a judge one or something of of Emrakul. Yeah, and like the like the normal version, I think, was thirty quid or something like that. Even before those happened. Yeah, and it was reprinted in Modern Masters too as well. Yeah, and yeah. So the the number of invitations that are given from an RPTQ has also changed a little bit based on attendance. Okay, so if your RPTQ is eight players. There's going to be one pro term invite from that. Okay, Seems so, fair. Yeah, yeah good luck. If you, can, if you can murder everyone else who was planning on going <laughs> yeah. to the tournament. Yeah, yeah. just cut the top um, yeah. 9 to 42 is going to be uh, two invitations. Yeah. 43 to 93, which I think is where most of the ones yeah. that yeah. people go, like yeah. the English ones, which is most, where most people go from, from Ireland, mm. tend to be around that number, is going to be four invitations, which is basically no change Yeah. for okay, us. Okay, yeah. Yeah. And then if it's over ninety four players, the whole top eight gets gets pro tour invites. Which I be- uh, I believe the only time that might have happened was one of the RPTQs in Stockholm in the last year. Okay, I think was over ninety people. So I'm, yeah. not, I'm not sure if it even okay. hit that threshold. Yeah, but yeah, for so, most for most tournaments, it's not going to make a difference. Yeah, I, I would imagine most RPTQs are going to be in that forty three to ninety three players bracket. Which, yeah, yeah. So yeah, and then there's also. Stuff about invitations to the next RPTQ round, but that's not that's not quite as important. Yeah, um, you also have the option to play your RPTQ on Magic Online. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. but I mean that's you know, you get to sit at home, but you're going to be playing against the best players in the world. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. well, the best players not currently on the Pro Tour. Yeah, yeah. So you got to got to weigh up your equity of of yeah, playing against better players or playing in your underwear, and it's like. <laughs> I mean, I do like. I I'm, do not, like the I'm not sure if you would get an unsportsmanlike conduct violation for doing that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. or, I mean, it depends <laughs> if you're skyping with the person and you're trying to put them off by showing them your busters or whatever. Yeah. Um, okay, and then we also have uh, more information about nationals. So obviously, uh, Wizards announced yes. about a month ago or maybe two months ago mm-hmm. that uh, nationals will be returning. And they were kind of pretty sparse on details at that time. Yeah. And a lot of people were kind of being a bit negative about it because it sounded like it wasn't going to be the real return of Nationals that people wanted it to be. It sounded like um, a rebrand of the WMCQ. Basically, yeah. yeah. Thought, yeah. And like <laughs> cutting the number of WMCQs to one per year, yeah. basically, is what it sounded like. But they've given us more information about it now. And um, it's encouraging, I would say. Um, so basically, they've said that it will be multi-format. Yeah. So they're going to be draft and standard. So that's one of the things that people were worried yeah, about. Yeah, good. And um, people were also worried about whether they're going to be multi-day, like more than more than one day to the tournament. And I think that that is actually up to the TO. I think I think it says that in the. Uh, no, it does not. It doesn't say that. But uh, yeah, I think I think it's I think likely it's up to the TO. I think it's likely for us that it will be a single day event. Do you think? I would think. Well, yeah. I, someone was was uh, someone said on the Facebook page, the Irish Magic Facebook page the mm-hmm. other day, that there's like a hundred and seventy something players qualified. currently yeah, qualified. Yeah, yeah in I guess Ireland. that's a so big tournament. Are we three of those? Probably we are three of those. Yeah, yes. yeah, we're, <laughs> we're definitely in there. Yes. Um. So I mean, obviously, not all of those people will 
would it would be interested mm. in attending it, but I mean half. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that's a big tournament. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah and I noticed from the pre-release uh, yesterday was that like there, there's a lot of players who've been playing matching for a long time who mm-hmm. stopped playing on a regular basis when the nationals were cut initially. Yeah, but now are getting back into it, and they're like. Yeah, they're literally grinding for their 100 place walker points <laughs> yeah. between now and the end of May. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, that number of 170 could go up. Yeah, exactly. And, yeah. and if it does go up, it's going to be from players who definitely will go. That's true, yeah. Points. That's true. Yeah. Um, uh, what else can we say? Yeah, they, they just said about who's invited. And they said, what's the format? We heard you loud and clear. You remember Nationals as a multi-format celebration and we're going to bring that back. That's great. So it's going to be standard, constructed and booster draft using Hour of Devastation and Amonkhet. For Nationals taking place the weekend of October 14th to 15th, the booster draft will use Ixalan because actually there's there's three weekends possible for Nationals. Yeah, right. September 9th to 10th, September 16th to 17th and October 14th to 15th. So in between the second window and the third window the set comes out yeah the set comes out so it's kind of really interesting actually Um, I wonder I feel like a lot of countries are going to opt for that third one just because of yeah just to just to promote the new set yeah I would would think so yeah although it's possibly more skill testing to have it at the end of a format yeah because then you have people who are like who can kind of who be experts at at that format drafting it yeah Mm -hmm. Yeah. so it's one thing I wonder about this format uh, because the buys essentially work the same as the WMCQs from last year. But it's, do they? Do they definitely? Well, they haven't said, but like the number of points required for a buy is the same, basically. Okay. So, but if the format is booster draft and then standard, which is how it would usually work at a yeah. multi-format tournament, you can't get your buy in the first draft round. That would just be crazy. Like yeah, after you make any sense. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it kind of has to be in the first standard round. Yeah. Which means that. Say if you go 0-3 in your draft, uh, and you know you're kind of already maybe considered, depending on the amount of players, out of contention for top 8 or whatever yeah. like that, and then you have a buy, you have a win... Uh, first round of Constructed. First round of Constructed. Like, that could give people a lot of incentive to just, like, if they're playing against one of their friends, to just concede against them the next yeah. round or something like yeah. that. Mm-hmm. So it kind of... I'm, I'm kind of wondering, does this create, like, weird situations? Yeah, like, how does this kind of work... Yeah. Maybe they'll like. Maybe it'll be like standard Swiss and then draft top eight or something. No, I think it, when they're saying it's multi format, I think everyone is going to get to play both formats. I okay, think. yeah, that makes I would, sense. I would have to okay. think that's how it's working. Yeah. It works, yeah. yeah. So, like in that case, it could be that the the standard rounds are first, but that would just be a change from from how it normally works. Mm. From how it works at the Pro Tour and how yeah, it works. Yeah, like, how, so, how would that work? You just do, like, three rounds of standard, and if you have a buy, and, and then you just, after your three rounds of standard, you do a draft pod? That's that's pretty strange, isn't it? It is strange, because yeah. you would have to divide people into draft pods at that point, after yeah. three rounds, based on their record. Yeah. Which that's is... super weird. It yeah. is really strange, yeah. Yeah. So, I'm interest, interested to see how they... Maybe there'd be no buys. That feels like the best, the quickest solution. No, on the, on the qualified page, if you look at the, the list uh, that they've just put up, it does have how many buys you have. Okay. Really? So, yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Do I have any buys? 
<laughs> no, you need, uh, I think it's like 1,500 or 2,000 oh, points okay. to get fair a buy. Enough, and then to get two buys, you need gold level pro status. <laughs> so okay. I don't think I will, no, nobody in Ireland has two buys. I'll, I'll yeah, buy a few more FNMs so we can do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> and is this by 28th of May? You need to get these yeah. Yeah, points by 28th of May. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I believe like Alex Ball and one or two, like Michaeli and I think Carlos. Uh, that have that play in the shop with us, I believe they all have a buy. So yeah, uh, yeah. so the GP grinders the, yeah, that's it. Uh, have a buy. Yeah, I think I have like yeah, I have like nine hundred planes offer points. Yeah, I was looking at this. You're like four or five hundred points ahead of uh, ahead of me and Alan somehow. How did that happen? What? I play a lot of magic. Yeah, yeah. We're, <laughs> I think we're both in the five hundreds or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I remember we been here really close before. Yeah. Yeah, and you're on like nine hundred or something. Yeah. Like Maybe yeah. Have you been shaking off to modern events by telling us? No. Honestly, you might before twenty eighth of May, if you could get to a GP you might get a buy. I'm not going to GP. No. <laughs> I'm just saying it's a, it's a possibility. I could have played at every pre-release this weekend. Yeah. Um, true. <laughs> I do really well at a PPCQ. Get that sweet multiplier. Yeah. It's yeah. the next PPCQ. That's true. Um, and also there is a participation participation promo. I can't do these double P that's, words. That's a tough word. Yeah. Um, and it is an Inkmont Nexus, which is nice. Yeah. That's cool, actually. So yeah, we, get, we kind of already knew this. It got leaked yeah. last year. Yeah. Uh, as the next WMCQ promo, yeah, and uh, it's a but really actually good... it's the Nationals promo, yeah, <laughs> because yeah. WMCQs are gone. But uh, it's a really good promo. It's used yeah. in both Affinity and Infect, and it's a good card that is probably a little bit too expensive. So yeah, exactly. Cool. Yeah. So it's nice to have. Um, okay, what else can we talk about? Oh, the uh, one more thing on organized play is that the timing of Pro Tour Ixalan is going to be a bit different. So instead of having it two weeks after the set release, the set release is on the 29th of September, I believe, um, they're actually going to have the Pro Tour for Ixalan on November 3rd to 5th. So it's actually like five weeks after the set releases. Um, this is because they want the biggest tournament that happens after the set release to be the World Championship. Okay. Yeah. So... I don't know. What do you guys think of that? Yeah, is this something that will only be the case for Ixlan? Uh, I don't know. They they it's... said they, they said we're trying something new. Yeah, uh, if it goes if it that. goes well, it'll probably be the fall set every year. Yeah, uh, yeah. We'll, uh, we'll have a later pro tour. I mm-hmm. would think. Yeah. Um, I think it's good. Yeah, like like the world championship is sort of for the last few years since I've come back to play Magic, I feel like it doesn't have that much prestige around it just for like the average Magic player. Mm -hmm. And it's more of sort of like an insular thing where the the pros care about it, but the average Magic player doesn't. Yeah, it's kind of weird because like, yeah, it's it's just so strange that the World Championship and even the World Magic Cup, they don't even have, they don't have this high level awareness like people have with the Pro Tour. Yeah. It's like, oh, the Pro Tour is the thing. Get well, on the Pro Tour, yeah, blah, blah, blah. But then these things are actually much more prestigious. I don't know. In a, in a way, I mean, like, the thing is, Worlds is a very small tournament, right? Yeah. Uh, so... It's only 24 players, is it? Yeah. Right. So, like, your the variance is very high mm-hmm. compared to, like, a huge tournament. Yeah. Um. So, like, a lot of times, like, a player will win just because of, like, metagame choices they made mm-hmm. with their deck. Mm-hmm. If they expect, you know, 15 players at Worlds are going to play the best deck, and then they... They bring something else that's going to pay off to like a much larger oh, yeah. e- extent than if you do that at a pro tour at yeah. a GP because you have to play less rounds, right? You have yeah. to like the sample size is smaller, so the less coin flips you you have to do basically the 
the bigger your statistic can vary from the mean. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? That's, yeah. that's how that it works. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. So, Worlds is kind of a weird thing in that respect. What, how, how do you think this is going to affect, um, like, the, the metagame of Standard after that? Because it's a multi-format thing, so it depends on other formats other than Standard. But, um, obviously, it's going to be the first big, because it's, it's actually going to be a week after the set's release. Two weeks after the pre-release. Mm-hmm. So, it's even happening sooner than a Pro Tour would yeah. happen after the set's release. So, it's going to be the first big tournament that sets the, sets the pace for Standard. Yeah. But with um, fewer actual standard. Yeah, but yeah, yeah it's so weird. It's funny, fewer, yeah. fewer players, fewer actual games of standard. It's really strange. Yeah, I, I'm like, I know in general people have been complaining that oh, the, the format gets broken too easily for mm-hmm. this reason or for that reason. Uh, so when I first came to this announcement, I thought it was like in general they want to push the pro tours back to uh, mm-hmm. you know give the give the meta game more more of a chance to breed and, and evolve before it gets broken by the pros. Mm-hmm. But like. But now, but they're 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 bringing they're they're bringing the worlds even closer to the race. Yeah. So there's it, so the pros are still going to break it. Well, I mean, there is the theory that if you bring it closer to the release, then they don't have enough time. Yeah, that's true. So they just have to put together whatever whatever works. Yeah, I mean, I mean even, they don't, they only have yeah. well, realistically, they have three weeks of testing because yeah. the set is revealed three sure, weeks yeah. before that. But yeah, and they'll yeah. get to see one SCG weekend. Yeah, or exactly. Like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think it will shape standard, um, basically, like probably almost the same as the Pro Tours do. Yeah, like, the decks won't be as good probably as as the mm. PT decks, but I think that like the average player will still take as much influence from. Yeah, them. I mean, if you see Owen Turnwall playing the deck, you're gonna be like, oh, I'm playing that deck. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. Like, yeah. it's yeah. rarely a bad choice. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so that's pretty much all of our organized play stuff, I think. Unless there was something else that I forgot that you guys wanted to. And I. I don't on. think so. No, we got our. Hmm? No, but yeah, I, I'm gonna. I'll link this uh, this article in the in the show notes. I'm sure a lot of people have seen it already, but um, it's a it's an article by Helen Bridgeau. Um. Okay, so uh, there was another announcement as well uh, in the in the intervening days between this podcast and our previous one. Uh, it was about iconic masters. So they have announced another master set, which is actually releasing this year. Um coinciding with uh, Hascon they're calling it which is a Hasbro, Hasbro. convention right, right. Um, and it's going to be a, a master set so similar higher price point um, all full reprint set yeah. but it's going to be it's going to contain all iconic cards from Magic's history this is this is mental is this I, not mental? <laughs> I, I, yeah, I, I, I'm, mental I am blown yeah. away by this this is yeah. absolutely crazy uh, I don't know, again, first of all, it's like it's 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 a sub-range product that we didn't expect to have, like two this year, basically. Now. They, well, they said already that they were scaling back the amount of supplemental sets. They yeah, were, they were yeah, releasing they said that last year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, they said that last year, and everyone did feel a bit overwhelmed by them last year. Mm-hmm. I think there was there was conspiracy and Eternal Masters, then leading into Modern Masters. Yeah, and then probably, yeah. there was Commander sets as well. That was all within the span of like six months almost. Yeah, 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 and. Then I think it was four and a half months that yeah. all that stuff was in. And then they're just, uh, well, not Modern Masters, but the new Modern Masters, I mean. Uh, no, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, it was uh, just like Eternal Masters, Commander, Conspiracy, and a new set. Yeah, mm-hmm. that a new was actual set, came all, out. Yeah. all in the same it period was, of time. It was mad, like, and I was kind of into it. I was like, yeah, okay, new stuff this all the time. Is, this is yeah. great. But then when they just said they were scaling it back, I was like, you know, that actually totally makes sense. Yeah, 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 yeah. But apparently they're, apparently they're not. I don't know. <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> I, 
Yeah, because I feel like... Right, so the idea of, uh, behind this is that it's going to be a set with all really iconic cars from Magic's history, such as Tarmogoyf and Liliana del Vale and Starcraft. <laughs> <laughs> like, we already had that. So, and I, and I, Fesha. Yeah, and I think yeah. Fesha, yeah, so I feel like... So uh, iconic. Yeah, so like, I, I feel like... Right, so let's say let's say if we were really let's say if Modern Masters three was very very disappointing, we didn't get all of those three prints everyone wanted, like sure, yeah. and stuff. Mm-hmm. Then everyone would be very annoyed. And then when this announcement comes in this alternate reality where we don't get all the cards we want, mm-hmm. when Iconic Masters is, is is announced, we're like, oh well, maybe they'll all be there. Yeah, yeah. But now since both in both in reality, since Modern <laughs> Masters three was such a yeah, long run, uh, and we got all these really iconic cards in Modern Masters, then like, what's left <laughs> for Iconic Masters? And it's, <laughs> And then and we, also, and we also know that they're and Mark Rosewater at one point said they're not going to be you know, they're not going to be um, uh, uh, they'll print anything for the reserve list because yeah. they, yeah. they, yeah, they, 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 they are the most that. iconic cards well, yeah, yeah right that's, that. that's the thing well, that's, that's the, the first what, thing what, what's, what's left that's what everyone jumped to and you made a point about this Wolf where, where it's like how can you call this iconic masters when we know we're not going to see you know like Mox like the Power 9 yeah, yeah. we're not going to see like Which people outside cards. of Magic know what a Black Lotus is. Yeah, yeah exactly. Do you know what I mean? That automatically that just iconic. makes it the most yeah. iconic card yeah. in Magic. Like, and yeah. like, and like, sure, Lightning Bolt is iconic. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. but yeah. that'll be there. I'm sure. Who cares? <laughs> Everybody you know? has Lightning Bolts already. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so I was, I, I had like, so I think we're all a little bit down on this set just because we're like, <laughs> what could possibly yes. be in it? <laughs> yeah. Um, like, so I had little, little theory, which is like. Maybe they'll release stuff in original frames. Okay, yeah. Original yeah. original art. So like they might release, you know, the the alpha style light, lightning bolts again. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like, like that border, that art. The, yeah, that, that, that could style. be an idea. Yeah. Like maybe even with the old rules text, like that would be really. That'd be cool. actually great. Yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't think they'd do that. Very, <laughs> I think that'd be awesome. Very that would be cool. Because, yeah, but I don't yeah. think that they would do that. Uh, yeah, and stuff like that, and, and uh, I also mentioned like the invitational cards, like Dark Confidant, Snapcaster Mage. Yeah, that would be great. Solemn yeah. Simulacrum. They might release those with the original art. Yeah, with yeah. with the invitational art, which would be really cool because those are iconic cards. And they definitely is, are. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like that. That was for for a lot of Magic players. I know the idea of like I can enter a Magic tournament and get <coughs> to make my own card. That is, like, yes, on the yeah, card. Yeah, like yeah. that's the good for like. For a little kid to hear, that's like incredibly yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, yeah. I, I wish that was still around, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think it's a real shame when they, you know, when they reprint those invitational cards with different art because it's kind of like now you know, we're, we're not seeing the original players who made this card anymore. Yeah, mm-hmm. their faces are no longer there. No, so, yeah, yeah. So I, so I would like to see that. As for reprints, in terms of like stuff that's not on the reserve list that wasn't in Eternal Masters or <laughs> the recent Modern Masters, like what is there? There's Rashadon Port, mm-hmm. yeah. which like I would have said is incredibly necessary for Magic Online because it was infinite money on Magic Online mm-hmm. but they put it in treasure chests and they made it I think a pretty reasonable frequency in mm-hmm. the chests so people can actually get those on Magic Online and play Death and Taxes now without putting in insane amount of money like obviously reducing the price is still is still pretty good uh, and like Demonic Tutor like that's the only thing I can think of it's a mm-hmm. commander card it's, it's banned in Legacy, but it's, it's very, very good in Commander. And that that was previously on the reserve list and then got removed. Okay. All right. Um, but I don't think it's actually been reprinted since mm-hmm. they removed it from the reserve list. So, that, so maybe they'll. Yeah, yeah. What, hmm. That could be a, a thing where they like they update the reserve list and just remove a load of cards that don't matter. Yeah, yeah but like, them in. I don't think they want to do that either. I'm not really sure what the circumstance was surrounding uh, surrounding them removing stuff from the reserve list before mm-hmm. but I feel like if they're going to do it again 
people would want to see a bigger change, but maybe they could do it as sort of the start of a, of a shift in policy, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. to, to let collectors know that they are changing things without making everyone lose their minds. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it's possible. Yeah, like, that's that's the thing that people have said before, that they, they might need to give, like, several years' notice yeah. Yeah, of I getting rid of the reserve. I would think so. I, I would yeah, say they would need to give minimum three or four years' notice yeah. before they abolished it, mm-hmm. if they were like, we're getting rid of it. Yeah. Um, people would need to know, like, there are people who have probably, like, you know, a hundred underground seas. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So... And I feel like even if the reserve list was abolished and given a time frame of multiple years, they could probably still sell them and make a profit. Oh, oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. They I mean, there would be a, a sharp dip even just from the announcement. Yeah. But, I mean, they'd probably even recover in that time back yeah. up to something similar to their yeah price before. Um, so th- this is also kind of tied up with the with the 25th anniversary and this, uh, like I mentioned, about Hascon. So what, what they said, one thing that they said is kind of cool about this Iconic Masters is that Hascon is one week before like the release of Iconic Masters. Mm. So what they're going to do is they're just going to give packs. They're not going to do a normal Brilliant. spoiler season. They're just going to give the packs to people at Hascon to draft. I love that's this. And people are just going to yes. like find them out like they used to in the old days of Magic or whatever. Yeah, that's, that's very cool. And also because everyone is going to tweet every single pack they open, that ju- is just an insane amount of free <laughs> yeah, yeah, social that day media. Is gonna be a yeah, crazy day. Yeah. Yeah. And the reason someone on Reddit is going to have, someone on Reddit is going to have a big Excel sheet ticket Exactly, off yeah. yeah. Like yeah. Pe- people on Twitter and on Reddit are going to do tens of thousands of dollars worth of advertising for them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah for free. Yeah. yeah, it's really cool actually. Yeah, yeah it is very cool. Yeah, because I feel like it's it's... I mean, it's not that it's a shame, but your know, pre-releases have changed a lot now with with, with the way spoilers are done in yeah. the internet. So yeah. it's like, a, like I'd say, you know, the three of us speed hardcore spikes. We know every we, we knew every card in in, in Armageddon, uh, before going. Pretty to much, play. yeah. Like you go yeah. to your pre-release, it doesn't take you long to sort your your, your piles into your cores yeah. you want to play and your yeah. playables and yeah. stuff like yeah. that. Like it's not like you're you're reading cards and going, oh my god, this combos with this. Yeah, <laughs> you've already thought about it. Yeah, yeah. And, and there might be someone on the table across from you who's like, ooh, this card does couple with this and you're like, ah, screw up. You know, they, haven't, <laughs> they haven't listened to the same four or long podcast yeah, so exactly. I have on this. Yeah. Talking about our podcast, right? Yeah. yeah that's it. <laughs> I gotta it's say though, actually, shout outs to limited resources. Every, every set they do this, but putting out a four hour set review of Commons oh, and Uncommons. It it's great actually, yeah. yeah. yeah like, just, we, we experienced some percentage of that last week on our podcast. Yeah. Yeah, so we did. We didn't even. We thought we'd be like do like an hour and a half, maybe. We yeah. were almost an hour above that. Like yeah. it's crazy, yeah. and that was just that was that was only the cards we thought. That was our play. highlights. That was, yeah. Yeah, that was the highlights. Yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, in fairness, they do fly through some of them and just like yeah. Descent, just deliverance is like yeah, yeah. sideboard. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Um, so yeah, that's gonna be um, that's that's gonna be like the start of the twenty fifth anniversary celebrations, and uh, we will find out more in announcement day or on announcement day in June uh, about what they're planning for their 25th anniversary next year. Um, If you go to the Iconic Masters uh, page on the wizard site, it's really funny. It says um, featuring, uh, let me just get it exactly. Iconic Masters offers players a tour through some of the most powerful cards in over 23 
years of Magic <laughs> history because they can't reprint the reserve list cards. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the twenty fifth anniversary yeah, of twenty three like, years of Magic. Yeah, it's very funny. <laughs> but like, not everything is on the reserve list. From I know, ones. yeah. So, so I, that is I don't weird. know why it says twenty three. It's so strange. That's yeah, strange. yeah. And is is it like because it doesn't include the last two years or I, what? I guess maybe, like, maybe well, it is. Uh, yeah, it could be maybe. I guess like Alpha and Beta are considered sort of like beta test sets. That's yeah, why they, that's yeah. why they're called Alpha and Beta. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They were released to the public, but then yeah. they're, they're like I, I guess like revised is considered, or maybe unlimited is considered the official. The official first, first. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it's kind of funny. Yeah, so you're, I mean, you're saying it's like it's like they're not they won't be included in like 2015, 2016. Maybe so. Yeah, I, I don't yeah, know. So, like I don't know. There'll be no. <laughs> there'll be no. Who Yeah. So we won't have all these like on the cards like um like Protector Mage or the Public Sector in this <laughs> yeah. format. Right? Every, every company. The company. Yeah. 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 Um, I know. <laughs> Actually, I well, they're they're from three years ago. They're from oh, three years yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah, I think. <laughs> I don't know, when there was a thread on Reddit that uh, it was like basically it was like kind of for new players, it's listing all the cards and memes behind them. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. So and I, I, I can't remember much of them. There, 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 there was a Drino and there was like a little kind of paragraph based Drino. It was a really cool uh, thread. I was mentioning like Stormcrow. I feel like you know because I'm I'm very new to Magic uh, and like when I start here, people whenever anyone mentions Stormcrow online, it's it's their their tones are so firmly in cheek that they're like talking about how <laughs> crazy powerful this card is. Yeah. And you can see, and I, I go and tell Joker or not, and then I looked it up and I was like, it's it's I don't think it's that good. <laughs> Yeah, like a lot of people were saying that this could include loads of meme cards. Like, yeah, yeah, I, that, like Stormcrow, Russian foil stomping grounds. I would, I would love that, but like also, I'd love it a little bit. I would yeah, love it yeah, a little yeah. bit, but I would all, I would like. They're pricing these boosters at the same, the, the premium, premium price, price yeah. so there has to be some value in here. I yeah. don't yeah. really know. What well, Stormcrow in there is a common, yeah, that, yeah, that, yeah, that's or a masterpiece. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think the idea, the idea I had was if they do another unset. Uh, the Masterpiece series, even though they don't do Masterpiece series in the supplementary sets, but yeah. if they did another one set, if the Masterpiece, ser- Masterpiece series was, the theme was all meme cards. Yeah. And then that would be, be amazing. I would love to see it. And that is the type of thing that they would do because like an unset can can make fun of stuff in Magic. Yeah, so exactly. They, if there's any supplemental set that's more likely to have Masterpieces, it's an unset. Yeah. 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 Um... So there's one more new product um, that we need to talk about, which is the Commander 2017 edition. Yep. Um, it is being released on August 25th, so a lot earlier than usual. Like, well, yeah. like two and a half, three months earlier? Two months. Two months? I thought it was like November. Usually comes, oh yeah, you're right, I think. It's usually end of October or November, yeah. yeah. So yeah, it's, it's a lot earlier than, than previous years. Obviously, this is something to do with the 25th anniversary or... They're changing a lot of stuff around this year, but uh, also it's going to be four decks instead of five, and they announced that they're going to be tribal themed. So, what do we think? Speculate. That's yes. that's yeah. That's basically all the details Speculate. we have. I think. Yes. Uh, cool. It's pretty cool. Like, hopefully, they've just removed the dud. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know if they're asking a dud every year, but uh, I think yeah. so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think they do kind of too many commander decks. I think they should do it every second year. People love them though, and people like you, you have to yeah. remember, it's a whole different crowd to the people. Yeah, normally play with. that's true. Yeah, and also because the cards are legal, or some of the cards are legal in Vintage and Legacy as yeah. well. They they print yeah. new cards in these yeah. commander sets. Um, they print some yeah. insane cards. True, they do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some Fluster of the craziest Storm. cards. Yeah, Fluster Storm. Uh, I mean, what's that blue one called from the most recent one? Uh, oh, that was no. It's like or maybe it was the one from two years ago. It's the, it's, the, it's the one that's like you know they're the cards where you have like three options. 
yeah. and you can you choose three. Oh, and Mystic you, Confluence. You, yeah, Mystic Confluence. Yeah, That's yeah. the one I was thinking of. Yeah. More of a cute card, but yeah, it's still yeah. really good. Um, yeah. So what do we what do we think on tribes? So my guess is right. I'm going to go the most obvious. Yes, ones. that would yeah. be, be correct. Yes. Elves. <laughs> Boom. Goblins. Shoe in. Uh, slivers. Whoa! What? What's a sliver in left field? Yeah, yeah. And uh, zombies. I th- those are those okay. are my four. Those are just the most obvious ones. People love all of those tribes. Yeah. Uh, and as well, slivers in particular because people love them and they haven't printed them for ages and ages into standard. And I don't think they will anytime soon. Mm-hmm. Whereas the other tribes all get a bit yeah. of support every. That's true. Yeah. Okay. So, but that, yeah. but that's very middle of the road prediction for yeah. me. I, I'm not yeah. really taking any risks. So, so the slivers are like it's like a five. It'll be a five color thing. Yeah. So you yeah. think it'll be three mono color and one five color, or do you think that the other tribal ones will be like? No. Well, I mean. Zoblins? Zoblins? <laughs> that's my... Wow. Alright, that's my new prediction. Zoblins. Yeah. Zombie goblins. Black red. Zoblins. That's why there's only four decks, because they've combined zombies and goblins. Yeah. That's um, amazing. Well, like, zombies could be Grixis. Yes. Sure, yeah. yeah. Because um, we white now. Yeah. Uh, elves. Yeah. I don't think I've always been mono green either. I think they're, they could be white. No, they could, they could be black green as well. Yeah, black. Yeah, they could be Abzan even, probably. Yeah. yeah. Um, and what else did I say? Goblins, yeah, goblins could I think be. They'd be mono red. Like, would they ever be not mono red? I don't know. Red, white. There's some white goblins, I think. Yeah, yeah. Again, it could be Mardu. Maybe there's a few black goblins hanging around. Yeah, I'm not sure. But no, I don't think they need to be. I don't think they will be monocolor. And yes, slivers are just a five color tribe. So, like for another five color tribe, you do have humans, but that's so boring, and I don't think anyone is really too excited for humans. Human tribe. I I always look down so much at people who. Uh, role play as human characters in D anD. It's like <laughs> you're it a could silly, be anything. You could be you could be a dragon <laughs> man or to be woman, a human. and you're you're just a person. Yeah, but, um, <laughs> yeah. So, so I think it's. Now, I, I was talking to Cully uh, in a shop about like, his, his his prediction is that they'll all be five colors, and then we kind of mm. you know, and then we order them one of them being being slivers. So there was now I, I don't know which I think it was maybe in Ravnica there was a, a four color tribe of like things with big mounts. The Nephilim, <laughs> the article. The Nephilim. Oh, yeah. that was thinking. Okay. Well, that they're all sort of <coughs> currently used as commanders, uh, in that they're not legendary creatures, but a lot of people just use them as their commander, and, they, and their playgroup yeah. just goes, yeah, it's cool. Okay, so they they weren't from Ravnica; they were from like Alara or something. Yeah, they're from okay. they're from Alara. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but I don't think they'll do four colors because the last oh, the last, last year's yeah. was four colors. Yeah, yeah that was the yeah. point of last year's was yeah. to provide real four color commanders okay. that aren't the Nephilim. Yeah. 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 Grand. Um I have no predictions for this. I know nothing about Commander yeah. and I don't care. That's <laughs> 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 sorry. Uh, no no, I, I do care. But um because I, I like the commander precons, they're cool. They uh, they always they have are, interesting yeah, cards yeah. in them. But um Yeah, I, I don't know Commander very well, so I can't say is there anything that people are crying out for in terms of tribal, either to be reprinted or that like, oh we need a better lord for this or something like that. I guess werewolves people we're not happy oh, yeah. with the Ulrich Ooh. work. Ooh. But that said, I don't... Well, actually, I guess it's a big enough print run they could print double-face cards yeah. into Commander Precons. Especially if it's only one of the Precons. Yeah. Like, if all the Precons go on one sheet or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Cool. That yeah. could be interesting, actually. Because, yeah, it, cause, yeah that was that was a swing and a miss for them, I think. Yeah, yeah. Ulrich of the Krillin Horde. Or yeah, but at the same time, though, <clears throat> they just did print a lot of cool new werewolves anyway. So people yeah. might have had their fill. That's true. Yeah, mm. yeah. What What do you think about if they went with like tribal of the the big races? You know, they have like what is it that Mark Rose Mark Rose what calls them? They have like the 
iconic races and the characteristic races Ooh. of each colour. So the characteristic are the small humanoid ones. Okay. So like red is char- goblins are characteristic for red. Yeah. But dragons are the iconics for red. Oh yeah. yeah. Okay. So what I think it was the big ones like dragons, yeah. sphinxes, yes. Ooh, we're angels. Getting all, we're getting all those in iconic masters though. Oh yeah, that'd be that's which a point. They did that they did actually call out those things. Yeah, they as, said as iconic, yeah. Which which was one thing people were like, oh no, about because they're like there are no expensive dragons or yeah. sphinxes or angels yeah. really yeah. like That's uh, true, yeah. And then they actually had listed those three things. Uh, so some guy on Reddit went through and, and did a breakdown of how many exactly cards there are of each of those types and they were like um, here are all the dragons of which these five are the expensive ones yeah. here are all the sphinxes of which there are like 37 only yeah. and none of them are expensive yeah, here's all the angels two of them are expensive yeah yeah. so oh well yeah. <laughs> whatever but, uh, but <laughs> we'll find out so yeah hopefully, hopefully commander's not that I could I could see dragons yeah. but it's hard to come up with a better dragon commander than Scion of the Ur dragon yeah, yeah I mean they just reprint that yeah <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but they don't want to just reprint. Yeah, that's boring. Yeah. You know, yeah. They good, could, they could have it in the deck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As one of the alternate commanders. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, and there is a five power dragon. That's fine. That's fine. Oh, that's right. That's the yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's, it's you can. I don't, I don't know I have exactly no idea what it works. But it, you can turn it into another dragon. Yeah, yeah. You search okay. through your deck, turn it into another dragon, put that dragon in your graveyard. Mm-hmm. Is what it for 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 the turn is what it does. Um. So that's the commander. I mean, we're gonna know about that sooner rather than later. Yeah, um. So like, I guess soon after, soon after Hour of Devastation releases, we'll start hearing more about that. Yeah. Well, one thing, if it is less colors, I think just a it will be a way better introductory casual product than mm-hmm. the four color commanders yeah, were. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think that's a good thing. Like, yeah, like one of, one of my friends who's getting into Magic was looking to buy a commander deck, and he was like, "Oh, the new commander is sets got released," and mm-hmm. I basically said like. Don't buy one of those. Yeah, buy one of the old yeah. ones. Yeah. yeah, so so I would like to see simpler decks. I yeah, I, w- I wondered did they see anything from like the Planeswalker ones because the Planeswalker ones were all monocolor and they mm. had a Planeswalker as the face card. So yeah. I wondered did they see more new players or uh, more sales of those because people were more attracted to them, yeah. like getting into Commander or whatever. I would think so, and they're yeah. still still now they're still really good mm-hmm. commanders to, to yeah. build. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay. So we. Talk quickly about the magic story. Yes, so it's, this is your idea. This is it. I, I yeah, my idea. What I wanted to share a right. theory of mine. This Go isn't on. even a groundbreaking theory. This is literally just about Amonkhet. It's not even about anything else. Okay. Um, so basically, I read the first one. Yeah. And a tiny bit of the second one. Yes. And I don't remember where. I think I actually found this information in flavor text. But I have this mm-hmm. idea that I think it's in the giant spider flavor text. Like, there's loads of, like, ruins outside the city of Naktamun. Okay. Right? And so, the, the as we saw in the card approach of the second sun, mm. the, the second sun is going to, you know, center in the, in the mm. horns and Bolus is going to come back or whatever. That's seven. And we're going to have the, <laughs> yeah, we're going to have the hour of devastation, right? And we saw yeah. that, we, we saw some key art the other day from hour of devastation. It's like Bolus looking like a, He's about to drop a sick mixtape. Oh, <laughs> and and uh, how this elder dragon looking like he's gonna drop And like all the sands are like blowing through the city and destroying it, so it seems yeah. like he's gonna take down the the Hekma, which is the pr- protective barrier around yeah. the city. He just, so I, he I was just thinking, played a desert card which deals one damage to his opponent. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Threw a bit of sand in their eyes. Yeah. Um, yeah, so 
I was thinking like there's I can't remember exactly what card it was or where I got this flavor text, whatever. But it basically gave me the idea that all of these ruins outside Nakatamun where where all the scary zombies live, yeah. not the nice mummies, uh those are like previous cities where Bolas did his thing on Amonkhet. Like this is not the first time that he's come back. Okay. Oh, that's actually yeah, really yeah. Cool. Do you know yeah. I mean? Oh, but you think it was like a long time ago? Yeah, no, like like he's he, this place has existed for thousands and thousands of yeah, years. Yeah, And yes. the second son has gone around many, yeah. many times. That's it, and yeah. every time it comes back, he comes back. Oh my god! Uh, takes down the Hecma, lets the city be completely razed. Takes a few survivors plus all the worthy people who who yeah. made it through the trials. Brings the worthy people to his army. Takes the survivors to a new place and tells them, "This is your like." promised land and I'm going to save you from the oh, from the oh desert god. and I'm the god pharaoh and I'm so <laughs> cool <believe>. yeah <laughs> uh, and also there's this whole thing about how there used to be three other gods or something like that did you, Ooh, did you guys I, hear I about this, this no, there, no. there used to be three more gods than there are Uh-oh. which three is a weird number for there to be yeah. three more do you know what I mean you would think five more yeah or yeah. ten more or four more would be five for five colors or shards what? Because there'd be Nicol Bolas. Oh, okay. Sorry. Plus him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. sorry. Plus him. Yeah. No, so but, no, not not God Fair. It's just other gods. On oh, the same level of the gods yeah. that they have Byron. now. Right. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Ooh, that's, yeah, that's, I, I, that's, that's, yeah. I think straight away, like even even when I heard the 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 title "Hour of Devastation," it's like yeah. it's the fact that it's an hour of devastation. It, it even it just gives the feel that it's like a recurring thing because you know, yeah, it, it does. It, yeah, so it, it's. Yeah, and that basically it's yeah, there is like a cycle of of yeah, as if he's built, uh, he's if if you know your theory, right? He's um you know farming planeswalkers. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's it, it's like he was, he's just doing it on a regular basis, and the cobalt has been so old, he could have done it many times before. But I think this is a swigging hit by Mister Wolf. Mm. <laughs> well, I don't know about the farming planeswalkers thing because, like, the whole thing about the trial, I don't know. The thing about the trials is like. That people are like super happy to die, not die in the trials, but get through the trials yeah. and then die. So like, oh yeah, actually, that, you that, know, that, your planeswalker really... spark ignites when you're you you're you have a moment happy. of great stress or or pain yeah. or whatever. That's a really really good point. I don't know, like, and you usually planeswalk away then. Yeah, like, I don't want to go else. back there. That's true, actually. Yeah, <laughs> oh, so like yeah, Nicol yeah. Bolas would need a way to trap them somehow before that happened. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah I, I think I think it's. Will, will there be something that happens where the the gatewatch tries to planeswalk away and they find that they can't? <gasps> that would be great. Yeah, actually, I, you know, I I feel like I mean obviously everyone's talking ahead of planeswalkers, right? They're, 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 yeah, the the uh, gatewatch are going to be destroyed by Nicol mm-hmm. Bolas in this because yeah, and I I think it's like it's, there's so many hints in 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 like the text in 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 the, in the yeah, in the, in the magic story, like mm-hmm. let's say, you know, no, 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 before the story starts, there's like a paragraph describing what previously happened. Yeah. So, but so before the first one, it says, uh, like it's like, oh, the planeswalkers have have gone to Amonkhet, and they have like it's it spells out the fact that they've come to Amonkhet to take down the Cobalus with literally no plan. Yeah, with no plan says, and no they preparation. They have no plan. Yeah. And, yeah, and then the start of at the start of the second chapter, it says uh, five planeswalkers. Very first line is. Five planeswalkers arrived in Amonkhet to kill a dragon, and you just know yeah, that that's not going to happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. So uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to that a lot. Yeah, but I mean, they took down the Eldrazi Titans basically without having a plan. So yeah, but I suppose the, <laughs> yeah, it's true. Yeah. Well, they they had to find a plan eventually. Jace had to 
wander off for a kind while. Kind of. No, they just figure out went, what they need to do. Uh, not really. They just went, yeah, oh, do, do channel fireball. It's the oldest combo in magic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> Which was cool that that was done. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's cool. Yeah. Uh, uh, but I think that, you know, that the whole thing about Era of Devastation, and I, I don't know if you've read. Uh, Mark Rosewater's like making magic articles over the last couple of weeks and he talked about how they they did the exact same thing with the Eldrazi that they did with Nicol Bolas and they were like okay we're going to do he basically said for Amonkhet block Amonkhet is going to be top down Egypt and Era of Devastation is going to be top down Bolas okay with Ooh. a little bit of each one mixed into yeah, 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 yeah. and they did the same thing for Bolas for planning ahead there they would figure out what does a Bolas set look like in mm. Um as they did with the Eldrazi, which is they no, went in no green or white cards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Good. <laughs> and they went in and like they on the whiteboard they put up let's put up adjectives to describe. Oh yeah, yeah. So they came up with like I don't remember exactly what it was. Like, it was yeah. cruel, manipulative, intelligent, ancient, and so right, else. Right, yeah. So they were like, how could we represent all yeah. these things? Um, I forgot my, my train oh, of thoughts gone. Oh yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll jump in and save <laughs> the day out. like the game So one of them, I think, was yeah, cruelty and like kind of you know, having your your your. Your yeah. enemies uh, suffering, and that that was some of minus one minus one counters, which yeah. is something that even I, I, I it's something I always thought of, but never. I, I think this shows how well the flavor works in that it's when you're putting a minus one minus one counter on a creature, you feel like you're injuring it, injuring yeah, it in a permanent weird. way. Yeah. But it's like I, even though you feel like you're doing that, I never noticed I was doing that. It's like you have to you have the sense or the flavor that it's being injured, but mm-hmm. you're not spending uh, with the black and white. It's yeah. being injured. Yeah, that's Whereas, really yeah, good, actually. And, and I think I think that this, this shows how much of a hit it is. Yeah, and, I, and that's kind of so, that, that's real bolus thing to do is to yeah. you know mm-hmm. injure your enemies and permanently rather than kill them. Yeah, yeah. which they probably do to the gate watch. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes. But like he, he's also super manipulative, mm. so he nothing that's happening is without him going. I think that's probably going to happen. Or, yeah. or or considering it, or being ready for it. Yeah. So anything that they can do, especially if they're there with absolutely no plan, there's no idea what's <laughs> yeah. going on. Yeah. Like he's ready for them. He knows what's yeah. going down. Yeah. Um. And like Jace is going to be the one telling people what to do, which is just never goes well. Like yeah, uh, yeah. I thought that's, yeah. Jace is Jace is a moron. Let's yeah. Let's I mean, just, let's basically. Be fair. Yeah. yeah. Like, actually, and, and 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 on that point, like there's there's many in, in the in the say the, the the latest one I read, it was like there's there's many instances where uh, Gideon refers to the fact that Jace is like the leader. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But still, be like, but I don't really know why he's a yeah. leader. <laughs> so yeah, I, I think it's just going to show how. But Gideon how, is a bit. Thick as well. Gideon's, Gideon's, that's true, yeah. Gideon's yeah. thick as well. Well, like, I don't know if he's thick or if he just doesn't give a crap. You know, he just, like, does what he wants to do and he's like, I just want to fight stuff. That's all yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas, yeah. whereas Jace thinks he's a genius. Yeah. And supposedly he is. I mean, we've all seen Jace the Mind Sculptor is pretty good. <laughs> yeah, he's better than all. Good. But, uh, better than all, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, uh, I don't know. It seems like, to me, like, Liliana's the real brains of the operation. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, definitely she has her own agenda yeah. with the whole Razaket yeah. thing She's coming yeah. for a deal, and we know that that, that, that demon is on is on Amonkhet. Yeah. He's like the keeper of the gate to the afterlife or something like that. Yeah, I can't wait for this. Actually, it's so, yeah, like, yeah. Like yeah. this is a storyline that they've deferred too long. I think. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, like fighting her demons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like <laughs> even that that card, gate to the afterlife. I don't want to know what's in there. Ooh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Crack it for for God Pharaoh's gift. What is the gift? Is that going to be something to do with Razageth? I don't know. Yeah, um, yeah, sure. Yeah. A lot of people were saying that maybe the one of the three gods that's gone or dead mm. or whatever it is could be him as well. Oh, that's that a great idea. Yeah, that's yeah. cool. Oh, because there are three Liliana demons, right? Four. 
Four. Four yeah. Well, I mean, two of them were dead. Two were dead. Two, yeah. were, two were dead. But that wouldn't really fit in with the timeline anyway that three of them could have been yeah Adam and Kato, I don't think yeah yeah that's oh. really cool though. it's interesting really yeah. cool. I think that might be something with the whole like oh there's three other gods blah 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 that might be something that's left open for like a return yeah yeah, that's yeah, yeah, that, that, yeah I think yeah. that probably is it yeah because like you know the, you know the whole storyline from Shadow over Innistrad with the the fourth angel sister yeah, yeah. Who oh, yeah. like the the black white one, and she had a big fight with Avison or something. Mm. Like that could be a a space for returning yeah. to Innistrad in yeah. the future. Yeah. Yeah. Like the it's it's in their interest not to explore every avenue and answer every question when they go to a plane because yeah. they want to yeah. be open to a return. Yeah, and it's like an and they're they're planning for this to be a story that literally just goes on forever. So yeah, like, exactly. They want to yeah. have as many use ends as possible. I'm just uh, I'm just interested to see more on screen bolus. Yeah, because well, he's the best. Yeah, he's, he's so he's, good. He's great. such a great villain. Because, like, the Eldrazi are cool and whatever, but they basically are kind of mindless. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, like we, we got no a little way. bit of stuff with Emrakul where, like, she knows what's going on and yeah. she can... Yeah, we had the, the playing chess against Jace yeah, scene, I guess. But it's stuff. sort of like like uh, like off off mic earlier, we were talking about H.P. Lovecraft. Yeah. And the Eldrazi obviously represent that, and that was mm. a big theme of, yeah. of uh, Shadows Over Innistrad. But it's, like, that is a cool sort of, like, cosmic horror, this unknowable yeah. evil, or not even evil, but just, like, a power greater than humanity that yeah. is just going to wash yeah. over it like uncaringly yeah, yeah, yeah. but you you do need your your villains to twirl their mustaches sometimes <laughs> you do I was actually I was literally just, just going to use the phrase twirling mustache <laughs> yeah. to have like a relatable villain with, yeah. a, with, a, with a plan and a yeah. plot and Bolas is absolutely that. Yeah, he's yeah, so yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. and uh, yeah, we've had the, we've had the Ugin stuff in the last couple of years as well, which is yeah. kind of leading back to yeah. Daddy Bolas being back in the storyline. Yeah, like it really doesn't seem to me like Bolas is the type of person who, or a person, uh, <laughs> type of ancient dragon who uh, <laughs> who would leave Ugin like bleeding out on the ground, minus one minus or whatever. Yeah. yeah, yeah, with loads of minus one minus one counters on him, yeah. uh, and not go and finish him off if that's what he wanted to do. Yeah. yeah. So, Ugin being resurrected, etc., etc., has to be, like, part of his plan. Definitely, yeah. yeah. Now, the only the problem with this is they've created a character who, in his mystery, seems like he knows everything. And if they don't have a payoff for that, that's really annoying. I think Like, they if w- they don't pay him off properly. I think yeah. they will, because I think the Gatewatch has just been, like, winning too easily in the mm-hmm. last few yeah. storylines. And I think this is going to be their. To be taken down this is going to be their so, comeuppance. Yeah, it's going to be great. Yeah, which I would even like if this, like, if it breaks them up somehow, like the planet yeah. portal yeah. comes into it and yeah. they, they get thrown to different planes or something. Yeah, or yeah. even just the fact that Liliana kind of mani- manipulated them to come there. Yeah, yeah to help her with yeah. her demon problem. Yeah. That could be a point of contention. Yeah, yeah you know what I mean. And so yeah, we don't have any. Do we have any? Um, so let's say if. if which I think is going to happen. That yeah, Liliana will, will betray the Gatewatch and yeah. she'll go off and do her other thing. Yeah. Or maybe she'll join back like in, in the far future. But mm-hmm. let's say if she does leave, like is there another potential black planeswalker or a black ex planeswalker who could take her place? I mean, I, I, I would love if like Obnixus somehow is had he, to oh, fight yeah, with the gate. Yeah, she's a black gate. Yeah, I would love if he yeah. for some reason had to had to ally with them. Yes. Um, yeah, like maybe because he he doesn't want to work with Nicol Bolas because they just have too big ego. Their yeah, egos yeah. are too big. So I just like yeah. I'll work with you guys until we. Kill this lad and then cool. <laughs> Apart from that, I don't know. Like, uh, like, uh, is is what's the story about Garrick? Is he dead? Is he still alive? No, we still. I don't think we know what's going on. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, he he might come back as a as a black planeswalker, yeah, fully or, black planeswalker. Yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised if Kalatas came back as a black planeswalker. Oh my god, that'd be great, That'd be cool, interesting. Yeah. Is he is he alive? 
I don't know. I don't think he's being like Eldrazi mind control or something. Oh, is he? Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Drana was Drana. Drana's not a planeswalker. I mean, the kind of assistant. No, 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 but I'm saying. Oh yeah, they could. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, they could become planeswalkers. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. yeah. Or Olivia could be could be a planeswalker yeah. at some point. I was going to say vampires can't be planeswalkers, but that's clearly untrue. Yeah, but Sauron. Sauron. Yeah, Sauron. Yeah, yeah. He's in stone. Yeah, but he's still trapped in his rock. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe Sauron comes out. He's made of stone, and he's just Karn. Oh, that would be so cool! <laughs> I don't even know how that works. Karen is even made of Sauron, or as I've got a lot Yeah. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, tying back to what we were talking about at the start with Ixalan. Yes, okay. It really seemed like when they let off with the, with the story of uh, Amonkhet, because part of that little paragraph at the start was um, talking about how. Uh, Ajani had yeah. urged them to go to Dominaria to find allies but with no plan the Gatewatch went to Amonkhet yeah. instead yeah. and Ajani, didn't follow Ajani Ajani has his head screwed onto his cat's shoulders exactly knows, yes yeah. um, even though he has no depth perception he only has one eye <laughs> yeah. he still you know he has <laughs> emotional perception yeah. um, and intelligence <laughs> so uh, with that whole thing of like you know he, he specifically said and they said to him we'll meet you back there after yeah. After I'm on cat. Meet you there being Dominaria. Dominaria, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So the next set we know is not Dominaria. Yes. So it seems like they really want to go to Dominaria again in their 25th anniversary. Yeah. Probably. That makes so much sense. Of course, yeah. 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 So what's Ixalan? What's the... Yeah, you know, I, I think, because yeah. they're doing this continuous story. It has to be a continuation yeah. of the yeah. Gatewatch story. So where's the connection? Yeah. I right. feel like, yeah, maybe it's a thing where not the whole Gatewatch goes there, but somehow yeah. one or two members end up there. I feel like that could be a way yeah, to Yeah, I, I, think, I think in general, like, I, I always find just the transition between planes to be like, the most exciting part of, of, yeah. of, 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 uh, of the Magic story. And I think, mm-hmm. every, I think like, there's going to be a point, I'm, like, I'm really looking forward to the, the, the first mention of Ixalan in maybe it was our, the, during our, our organization. Yeah, and, like, uh, how do we figure what's, out that? What's, yeah. Yeah, who, who knows about it? And it's like, yeah. Uh, like the whole thing, right? So we know that like Liliana knew about Hamonkhet. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think she was there before. As yeah, well, it wasn't blind. So yeah, um, that's kind of she. She brought them to Hamonkhet. But like we, yeah. like so, who the hell is going to bring the planeswalkers to, 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 to Yeah, to this yeah. other place. Yeah, heard of. Maybe it is another Nicol Bolas plane. Oh my god, similar thing. Because there'd be pyramids. Because like the Mesoamerican Mayan culture, that was all based around gods and stuff as well. Yeah, and, yeah, and, true. And pyramids, like and, yeah, yeah, and it, and it is big stone. Yeah. I, I would like just just purely for like exploring the flavor of the plane. I th- I think it would be cool if like not the whole gay watch just shows up at once and it was more yeah. like a yeah. lone planeswalker arrives there not knowing what's going on and yeah, that was... we, we learn about the plane's flavor through that. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. I thought that was really cool in Shadows Over Innistrad the way it was just Jace. Yeah, going there mm-hmm. at first and he was just like, I need to figure out what's going on here and we got the whole investigate mechanic from that and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. I, I feel like one card which I think represents what I hate most about the story is is, is it dramatic reversal? Uh, yeah, yeah. It's like that. That does that card represents all the all the game watch shows. <laughs> like, I feel like, like I think you know you you know where you're in a bad place in the story when they're re- if they reprint dramatic reversal and like, another pain like oh it's okay they all turned up it's gonna be fine guys we have to reprint this unplayable card <laughs> yeah. for lore reasons one tap all target permanents all target permanents none make any sense all so yeah I, I had some other point that I wanted to make but uh, it's kind of my head I, 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 so you, I think what you, so you're saying it's like 
I mean, I think it might be most obvious that if the, the during this downtime, uh, Ajani is going to go find more allies. He said he's going to go find more allies. Allies, not necessarily in Dominaria. He's going to meet them again in Dominaria. No, I maybe think he said find oh, allies on Dominaria okay, as yeah, well. Yeah, as well. Okay. So maybe, maybe I don't know. Maybe Ixan is just you know, on the way to Dominaria. That's true. Because I think <laughs> I, when, when they were playing, I don't think that happened. When they were playing, walking Dominaria, it was like a process of them like. Um, like walking, I mean, you know, I'm thinking of like in the wheel of time when they're going through the ways. It's called the ways. Oh no, it's not a process it's, like it's that. It's not like that. Okay. No, they just like feel an experience of being somewhere outside of time for a second. Okay, and then they arrive in the place. There's, there's like, like no actual time. There's, passes. You, there's no like you're walking towards. No, 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 okay, no. Yeah. Okay. I think there's a sense of movement, but yeah. it's not for a long time. It was in one of the stories when I can't remember who, whose point of view it was from, but it was like someone planeswalked just ahead of them, like one member of the game game mm. watched planeswalked. And then another member planes walked, and they were like, I think it was Jace, and he was like, I could feel Liliana yeah, ahead or behind or inside me. I don't know. He was like, he, he was like, I don't know where yeah. she is. There's no, no yeah, that, that, that's not a real thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Like, like, like a Harry Potter, the flu network. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I was gonna say this is a, this is another random theory, but Venser is on Dominaria. Venser's dead. Oh, he's dead, is he? Yeah. Wait, who's in the... Who's the oh, sorry, Teferi. Teferi, yeah. Teferi Tefer- is on Dominaria. Dominar- yeah. We also don't know where Karn is. Yeah. Uh, but Teferi is in some sort of, like, time bubble or something like that, I think. Is I last. think... I know, I think all that stuff was solved. Oh, was it? Okay. Area, oh, yeah. okay. I think it was, like, after Time Spiral, all that stuff got sorted out. Okay. And there was the mending and all that stuff, but basically Dominaria was left drained of magic. Or something like right, that. Right. Okay, like okay. large areas of it were completely devastated. Because I was, I was going to say it'd be cool if we just like cut to Dominaria, no gate watch there, and it was just like Teferi pops out of his time bubble, and it's like hundreds yeah. of years later. Oh, that would be sweet. That as well. Would, oh, yeah, yeah, maybe yeah. that is true. I don't, Actually, I don't that, know. That, that, I don't know enough about Teferi you, personally. Yeah, then you'd be like rediscovering the pain through his eyes. Yeah, yeah exactly. That, I think yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah. Yeah. That would be very cool. Yeah. yeah but yeah. as you said, I think they will go with a gate watch storyline. So yeah. Well, one thing I was thinking about for Liliana's betrayal of the inevitable. Betrayal of the Gatewatch would be um, if they're having like a big confrontation and then like Razaket is standing beside Nicol Bolas and he just says to Liliana, like, if you fuck them up, sorry, <laughs> shouldn't have cursed. Anyway, uh, if you if you betray them, I'll just kill this guy for you. Oh, yeah, Razaket. yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. That, that, yeah. And Razaket is like, what, Master? <laughs> <laughs> that would be amazing. Yeah, I think the whole thing is that I think Liliana feels like she can't take down Razaket herself and yeah. needs to get what to do it for her. Yeah, and it's, that's why she doesn't she doesn't want to use the chain veil yeah, anymore yeah. to do it. Yeah, yeah. Even though it never really seems to cause many problems whenever she does use it. <laughs> no, yeah. Like it turned Garrick mad like that. Yeah, but yeah. like she's Liliana fine. just uses it all the time and she's grand. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know. Is that our, is that our storyline roundup? I think so, yeah. That was pretty good. Yeah, I, I feel like I'd be, be, be established a lot. So. Yeah. I, yeah. I, <laughs> we got to be figuring it out. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I, I mean, there's a lot of people who know a lot more about storyline than I do, but whatever. Yeah. I don't know. I know a little, I know a little bit. Um, okay, we get into our turn, tournament report. Yes. So this is the pre-release that we went to. Uh, Kieran, you couldn't make it. No, I didn't make it, no. Yeah. So um, just, it's just on us. you guys. Yeah. Okay. So me and Al got a chance to play with the with Amonkhet. Um, we did a five round sealed. I think there was sixty four players in the shop. Yeah, so it was, it was, that's a cool. huge. It was great. Yeah, 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 it was, yeah, it was day, pretty yeah. big. Yeah, it was good. Um, and how did how did we get on? I didn't I didn't do too well as I alluded to earlier in the show. Well, I crushed. Uh, yeah, I did very well. Yeah. <laughs> I went I went four one. Uh, I I was four zero going into the last round. Bottled it in uh, the finals. Bottled it in the finals. <laughs> as what usually happens to me. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah, it was I, it was it was such a great day. I, I felt like it was it was really just such a such a fun format because yeah. it was so refreshing coming from like from a three ball. It was so fast, mm-hmm. and uh, you didn't really you didn't really get all those magnificent board stalls that you got that that we saw yesterday in yeah. in in, in, um, in Omicat. I know yeah, there's lots of yeah lots, lots of big board states and lots of uh, uh, creature interactions, lots of back and forth. Uh, and then we got to play all the new mechanics, and I felt like the new mechanics. It kind of they kind of worked out and kind of did the same way that we kind of anticipated that you know, um, embalm is like you're you're really going to be two for, you're going to be you're you're getting two for ones whenever you embalm something. Yeah. Um. I also yeah, and then uh, if we we, we do you want to talk about your specific pool first. Sure. Yeah. Um. I actually didn't really get to play with embalm because I had a black green, so I opened pretty badly in terms of my rares. Um. Like I had. What's that one? Uh, Gideon's Intervention. The well, yeah. white, white. I open that as well, actually. Both times, both times I've played this format so far in Sealed, uh, I have played against that card and people have main decked it. Yeah, and I've really lost my mind. I'm death. like, why is this in your deck? It's not right. It's not it's good. No. Incorrect. Yeah. I, I, I had it in my pool too. And I, I was white and I didn't play it. Yeah. Yeah. I also had Approach of the Second Son, which I really kind of wanted to play. I was like, hey, I this is really sealed. slow yeah. and it could work, but... My the rest of my white was like super aggressive, so I just couldn't justify really playing it. Yeah, and, and my blue was really really shallow, so which mm. is you probably want to pair with blue or black yeah, if you're going to yeah. be slow. Could have splashed it though. Um, Could have splashed it. Yeah, that's very special thing. Like just random win condition. I don't it is know. super special. Yeah, I, yeah, I, saw, yeah, I saw someone who had played it. Um, yeah, a guy in the shop had it, and uh, so it was he, he played the first half of it. I mean, he he did. It was like I think the the, the game was starting out, and it was big four states, and they were just top deck, and he top decked. Approach the second sons. Uh, he played it and was like, "All right, I'm gonna win in seven turns." Yeah. I, he turned to the judge. Says, "How much left is on? How much time's left in the round?" And the judge said, "A minute." Oh <laughs> so no! He didn't get there. He didn't get there. <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully That's his ridiculous. opponent. Hopefully his opponent didn't stall or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I mean, when you have a big, complicated board state, it sometimes it takes a while to get through your turn. Yeah, anyway, because yeah, you, well, yeah. you have to like reassess the yeah, was, can yeah. you, do you have attacks yeah. or whatever. Yeah, it was a trying. So sorry. So um, what was your? So what? What deck you end up playing? I ended up playing a black green. Yeah. Um, I also opened the the red mythic end of turn glorious mm. glorious end. So that glorious was end. terrible. This card, yeah, <laughs> not not great. In so the the <laughs> rare that I did play, I had one rare that I played, which was Champion of Ronus, which is the four oh, yeah. mana three three, and when he attacks, you can exert and you put a creature onto the battlefield without paying its mana cost. Oh yeah, um, which he was pretty good. Seems pretty good. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, I basically had a fairly medium black green pool. So I had him. I had the Decimator Beetle. Um, I had Stir the Sands, which is the cycling uh, create three two two zombies or cycling. Oh yeah, one um, the one two two zombies. Uh, yeah, I had the big crocodile, the four six mana six seven hexproof. So he was the best card in my yeah. whole pool, and almost every game where I got him out, I won. Yeah, but I just didn't draw him a lot. Like I, I got flooded a lot in this. Really, it was weird. I don't know how many lands did you play? Seventeen. Okay. With uh, with not too many cycling cards, or I had a lot of cycling cards. I had like, I had like seven. Money, and I had one cycling land, so I, I had the the red black cycling land, and uh, I splashed limits of solidarity just off that, which is yeah. the uh, gain control of a creature and gains haste, whatever. Because yeah. that itself has cycling for two, so I was just like, this will randomly win me a game sometimes. Yeah. So yeah. I'm just yeah, gonna splash it. It never did randomly win me a game. <laughs> <laughs> I cycled it a lot of times, though. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah so um, 
super, super slow format. I've never seen so many unintentional draws at pre-release as I did mm, yesterday. Yeah. Um, there was always like two or three matches playing when it went to time. Um, saw huge, huge board stalls. I never personally got into a massive board stall. I got into some board stalls, but never a massive one like some of the ones that I saw. Um, so it seemed like there were a couple of uh, MVPs. Yes, and you had a couple of those in your in your deck, Al. Yeah, I I, I think I, so. I was playing uh, black white zombies. I mean, I I had like the zombie lord, uh, the, the the black white zombie, mm-hmm. yeah. the zombie thing, and I had um so yeah. So I I had like the curve of the the so it's already been said. I don't know the name of all the cards, but there was a <laughs> it's a the the tree drop of menace, um, the minotaur zombie. Uh, there is oh, and then the, the, the rare or something. Yeah, it's or a, the rare one you're talking about. No, no, it's, 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 I think this is a common. It's a oh, tree, curse, tree, a tree curse turn, minotaur. Tree, yeah, curse minotaur. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. Uh, I also had the, the, the one drop rare, the one the two one that comes back from the graveyard. Dread yeah. Wonder. Dread Wonder. Yeah, yeah. 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 And then I had my, I had a, ooh, it was the um, Sludge Belcher. No, that's a, that's <laughs> that's a card. It was something Plague Belcher. Yes, yeah. It's Plague like Belcher. So I, I think, well, when I was looking at my pool, it seemed like it was really thin towards the different archetypes and I wasn't sure which one to play them. I, 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 I was considering each potential deck. Yeah, yeah, I saw the zombie deck. I was like, this seems definitely like the right. Like, if you if you, if you can just curve out and win the game, which happened a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you, you, I was going to turn one, the one drop, turn two, the the black white zombie that whenever someone comes in, turn three, the zombie lord, turn four, take two zombies, the three drop, and the one drop. That's mm-hmm. pretty amazing. And then yeah. the second one drop was my MVP, which was fan bearer. Fan bearer <laughs> is insane. Yeah, I saw I saw fan bearer <laughs> win some games. He's yeah. a he's the one drop zombie uh, mummy. and oh, yeah. mummy. Yeah, well, but zombie, zombie, whatever. Yeah. Is it a one one or is it no, a one two? It's a it's a one two. It's, it's a one, one two, one, and two. you can pay two and tap it to tap a creature. Right, right. So yeah. it's yeah. a tapper. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. it won a lot of games. It was, I saw. It was so funny. There's there's one game I played. It was like a guy who had a he Glorybringer in his in, in his deck. He he just said beforehand like Glorybringer just won me so many games. Like there's one game he played Glorybringer, and then I just tapped it, tapped it down. It was like every turn in his upkeep, I just yeah, tap yeah. down Glorybringer, and then that was enough to like just, just get a win in. Yeah, wow. and so many so many games was like that. It was just you just tap down your your dare bomb, yeah. uh, like the like the the Arcane of, of Ifnir, mm-hmm. um, and it's just yeah, it's, it's just a stupid little one too. Because I think there's, I think I feel like there's there's a lot there's maybe a lot less removal in some colours yeah. so, so this little one team just survives the, the removal is time. quite bad in the format yeah it is yeah. yeah it's very sparse it's I had almost no removal in my deck I had like the, the five mana black exile thing yeah mm. which is it's is good like, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's good versus embalm um, yeah and I, it's good versus like a lot of people were doing stuff with cartouches so yeah, it's yeah. pretty good with that as well. Um, and then Black also has the two minus one, minus one counters, cruel, yeah, yeah, cruelty. Good, yeah. yeah. Uh, spread over two creatures, which again is fine. It's mm-hmm. not great. Mm-hmm. Um, white has impeccable timing. It has cast out at uncommon. Cassie, yeah. Like red has the, the five mana deal four, or sorry, four, 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 four mana deal four, four to a creature and has a five mana deal seven to a creature. It's like with cycling. Yeah, yeah. That does no, deal, it does deal seven. Deal does, seven. yeah. When it cycles? No, no cycles. when it cycles, it deals two. It's two. Sorry, yeah, yeah. But when you just cast it, it yeah, deals yeah, seven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, yes, but like, in general, the removal isn't great, so I feel like, yeah, removal plus everyone having embalm cards, yeah. just, yeah. as you said, yeah. it's just going to lead to huge board, yeah, yeah. Board, board, complicated board situations. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's why I felt like even just having one flyer would be enough to, to, to end the game, that when, when there's a board solve, yeah. you play a flyer, that's it. Yeah, flyers, I like flyer as a, as a green-black deck, the flyers uh, were particularly bad for me because um, I had no fly- well I did I had the, the bat that gives itself haste yeah um, 
but like that's not for three. Two one, yeah, two one, yeah, two one. It was all right. Yeah, I made that. Yeah, I, yeah, because it's a zombie. Yeah, I, 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 I go two, three, I turn three, zombie door, turn four, play that with haste. Oh, yeah, pace for, yeah. for a treat, for a treat, two. Yeah. yeah, like yeah, when it has that's, haste that's or when it has plus one, plus one, yeah, and haste, it's pretty good. Um, but yeah, that like. No bone the, pickers, no. No, I don't know bone picker. No, I saw I saw a few bone pickers played. Had had one played against me, and yeah. it felt pretty bad. Obscene, like yeah. just making a trade, and then person played bone picker, and I was like, eh, yeah, that's the end of that game. Yeah, that's what that's what I said last week. I said that's gonna happen, and you're gonna go, oh, game's over then. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> I'll tell you, if you play bone picker and leave a planet removal, or play another four drop and a bone picker, it's like, yeah. what do I do? Yeah. And like the the big crocodile guy that I had is really good. Yeah. But there's like there's bone picker and there's also the common scorpion, the two two that has death touch and cycling. Yeah. yeah. So they they're a problem for it. But apart from that, nothing can. Yeah. Nothing. Can yeah, I think yeah. Example how how cast how, or cast out can't get it even. No. Right. Yeah. So there I, was I, the the black black edict as well. If it's your only creature. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, because I there's um yeah so someone played a, the crocodile against me and they put the black cartouche on and I was so this. What's it? I think it's a six seven. Is it? It's a six seven. Yeah. So yeah. so this this six, six seven. I, I was like about to, uh, I was about to beat them down with flyers in here. Get get them under under zero life points yeah. as you want to do, uh, or at zero life points as you want to do. But yeah. So then them having this six seven uh, X proof with with lightning was was enough to stop that from happening. So then mm-hmm. I top decked Angel of Sanctions. And I was like, oh, this is this will be great if I could exile the. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. But I was like, I, I was like, I played it to exile the cartouche attached to it. Mm-hmm. And then that was enough to, was to enough, end yeah. their their life gain, and that, yeah. that, that was so I, I I won by exiling their aura, which they could get the aura back if they killed the angel. But it, it shows that like if if it wasn't for that line, there there would be no way to deal with that. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. in those colors. Like I like, gen- I like as well. After you talk about your deck, you casually drop the uh, the mythic. People yeah, you're asking like, oh, it must be insane to bam that, and I was like, no, it never happened because whenever I, even just playing the front half, you just win the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The three, four, fire, bonkers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. To kill something, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, like I think generally the way that you kill that those big creatures is just by like double blocking them yeah. and just taking that's a bad yeah. trade. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, it's just yeah, yeah. yeah. place to be. Like, no, it's not. Yeah, and like because the removal is so bad. I saw all of the uh, the cartouches being really, really good. Yeah. All day long. Yeah. Because Actually, the removal yeah. is so bad, so you just don't get blown out for auras like you do in other sets. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, like, um, even, even the any, red one. If, if you have any synergy with, with Trials. Oh, well, yeah. Then they're just not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, like, even the red one. No, not not the red. Not the red uh, cartouche. The red, the red enchantment, it's like a single red, and it, the creature gets plus three, plus three. But then it gets a minus one minus one counter on your upkeep oh, yeah, every yeah, turn. Yeah. Even that was like quite good at played against yeah. me. Um, I don't know. Yeah. It's interesting though because like, well, like, can it be true that like that stuff is good, but then also the format is very slow and bomby? It yeah. seems like it has to be one or the other. Yeah, yeah, I thought that's a good point. I think I, I, I was thinking maybe someone just figures out the the, the fast you know, red black deck that could, that could just dominate if. It, it, maybe. If it's fast enough to get under the, yeah, the maybe spells, maybe in draft. I feel yeah. like in sealed, the format just feels extremely slow. And Actually, extremely yeah. Like everyone I've seen talking about doing well at sealed has it has just been about the bombs. Yeah, which which I know is to a certain extent always how sealed goes. But like I feel like in Aether Revolt or in Kaladesh, you could do well without having bombs in your mm. sealed deck. Yeah, yeah, definitely you could. Yeah. yeah. Uh, whereas this format, yeah, it definitely seems like if the ward's going to stall out. If you just play your Glory Bringer or your yeah, yeah. Angel of Sanctions yeah, or whatever, yeah, that's right? it. Like, 
like if you in in Aether Vault, if you just had a curve of like those good green creatures at yeah. each step along the curve, you're just gonna, probably going to win the game. Yeah. If your opponent is is playing like waiting until turn six to play their amazing bomb or whatever, yeah, yeah. or their Aether Tide Whale or whatever it is, but. <laughs> in this, yeah, there's just you just can't mount enough pressure. But yeah, I think probably in draft is where is where the aggressive deck will come. Yeah, will come together. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, because I because I was saying to you Wolf before this, I played a sealed pool of this just uh, just online where I had three of the red green three three trampler for three. Yeah, that gives yeah, your yeah. other creatures trample, and I was oh, like, yeah. and I was like, this is insane. This is going to be in my hand every single Jesus, opening hand. Yeah. There's no possible way I can lose. And uh, I got crushed by just a what I thought was a bad control deck mm-hmm. yeah, uh, in yeah. game one, and then I literally just sided out from red green into my own version of a bad blue black control deck <laughs> because I went, well, if this is what we're gonna do, I have <laughs> yeah, to do it. What the man? So because I because I had the five mana five three flyer in blue with the the counter yeah, first, counter first, first spell yeah, ability. Yeah. Uh, and in Bam as well and I went well this will probably do it then and then I easily won the next two games playing that type of deck so I sided out into what I thought was a way way worse deck (laughs) but it was just much better in in the circumstance yeah Yeah, so what but yeah so I think we're talking about removal I think another thing we kind of alluded earlier about um, uh, uh, card names the the green uh, destroy card artifacts Manglehorn. Uh, yeah. No, sorry, no. Oh, so yeah, so that's, that's it's, it's it's you you wouldn't necessarily you said you wouldn't necessarily main deck that main deck that because I mean there are very few artifacts in yeah in the format and very few like yeah well, we we talked about Travis here but for artifacts there's very few of them. Well, I had um in white I had uh, at one point I sideboarded it it was the the card whose name I forgot which you remind me earlier it's <laughs> forsake the world forsake the worldly yeah forsake the worldly it's a uh, I don't know. I think it's two of the white decks. Yeah. Uh, artifact or enchantment. I think. Yes. I think it's, it's just artifact. I think it's. Artifact. Oh, it's, it's, it's artifact enchantment. Yeah. And okay. then you can then you can cycle it for some amount of mana. Yeah. White. I think. White. No. Or two. Two. Right. The point is that uh, I I found that if you're so because because of how so there's very few artifacts that are good. Yeah. Their opponent plays, but there, there's the ones that are good. Yeah. If you need some, when they play it, it's game over and you mm-hmm. can answer. And because. Like when, when I like when you're looking at the all the, all the spoilers and all the cards, you're like, well, there's very few artifacts. I'm not going to main board artifact hate. But like if if they play an artifact when you're not playing any artifact hate, it's just game over. Like I I lost to in 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 the if it's the final, I lost to uh, the. <laughs> Here's another card. I'll try to get you to guess. It's, I know exactly uh, what card you're talking about. It's an edifice of authority. Edifice of authority. I saw that be also be insane all day long for everybody who played it. Yeah, it is. So it's mental. It's the three mana. And you can pay one and tap it uh, to target creature can attack. Yeah. On oh, that this turn, very good. And you put yeah. a brick counter on it. Yeah. And then one, once it has three brick counters on it, you can just, it's target creature can attack or block. Or and, and, and activate it. Yeah. can't be activated. Yeah. Very, very yeah. good. Yeah. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Okay, so like, yeah, in, in, in that last game, the, last game of the day, I was playing against that. It was like, every time he played Pat, it was, like, we played, in both games, he played that, and that just dominated the whole game. Yeah. yeah. And so even though I, I was happy that I was running this artifact hate, or it's artifact and enchantment hate because you know if you don't need it you can cycle it. Uh, even though I think the, the cycling is fairly expensive, but you can you can cycle it uh, when you don't need it. But no, when you do need it, you're like so happy to have it mm-hmm. because yeah. when you do need it, you'll you'll lose game if you don't have an answer. Yeah. So I, I think maybe it is correct to to main board uh, to center deliverance and something like this too. Yeah, I mean if the, like when they have cycling. That's yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or the other thing that I was think that I had in my deck was Stinging Shot, which is the green for put three minus one minus one counters on a creature with flying, yeah. and mm-hmm. it has cycling for two as well. That's another thing that you can just yeah. you can just have in your main board if you want. Yeah, because yeah. like flyers are really good 
Mm. At the same time, like your deck still needs to do stuff. Oh yeah, non-situational stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, it's, it is it is much easier to play this type of card. Yeah, yeah definitely. definitely. Yeah, I feel like I don't know. I'm interested to see what the format drafts like. Sealed to me. Yeah, I'm really excited yeah, to see this draft format. It's, yeah, it's, it seems really hard. Sealed seems a bit miserable to me, but it's yeah, it's, yeah. it's gonna be it's long, just grindy, probably, yeah. big, big So yeah, I look, I look forward to our uh, next PPTQ in Dublin, which is sealed. <laughs> oh my god, it is. <laughs> oh god, <laughs> I forgot about that. True. Yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. So we're gonna have to figure this format out. We, yeah, yeah. Well, you could, I mean, it's, I suppose it's PPTQ, and you could just get an automatic win if you uh, if you open. Like, oh, we won't even be here that weekend. We're gonna. Oh, that's right. We're going to the GP. Yeah, which thankfully is not. Yes. Yeah. Thank I, I was gonna say in case I was I was gonna make a joke about how if you uh, open up some invocation that will we need a game every play. Is there any yeah. examples of that? Um, not worse than consecrated things. Yeah, consecrated things you literally can't. Yeah, that's true. There we go. That's good. So that's here's a tip for anyone playing in the seal PPTQ. Open up. Contrary to that's crazy. Yeah. Fine. I mean, just open up a glory ringer as one of your rares, you'll probably do yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. It's, it's, yeah. Because it's just, it's just so many board states, you want to top deck well. Yeah. So just put good cards in your deck. One of, uh, yeah. one of LSV's notes, I believe, in a set review for glory bringer was, oh, this isn't a mythic. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, feel like, I feel like maybe, maybe the Archfiend should be mythic as well, because the Archfiend, is it the Archfiend Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, yeah, it's, yeah. It's a rare. It's uh, a rare, yeah. Yeah, yeah and then I think. Yeah, so my one time my opponent played it, I was like, "Oh yeah, so when 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 you cycle, you put a minus one minus one counter on something, whatever, it's fine." No, it's 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 on your whole board. Gets minus one minus one counter yeah. switch. I mean, those board solves crazy, and everyone's yeah. playing cycling cards. He's like, yeah, I had a story from a player yesterday who had Oketra the True, yeah. in their deck, and they made twenty five, one one warrior vigilance tokens, and their opponent played Archfiend of Ifnir Ooh. and cycled the card and killed them all. Oh my god! <laughs> I'm still confused as to how the person didn't win with the twenty five yeah. tokens. Because <laughs> yeah. yeah. that yeah. must have taken at least six turns to make. Yeah, yeah. Oh, More, yeah. Probably no seven yeah. or eight. That is very so, odd. Yeah. Like how are you not? But that just gives you an idea of how long the four. The yeah, that's the yeah, 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 yeah. We'll give them the benefit of the doubt. We'll yeah. assume that they couldn't win for some reason with that yeah, many cats. Yeah, yeah, yeah like maybe maybe cats. Oh, sorry. Oh, no, maybe, yeah. maybe, maybe, maybe the guy cats. had Gideon's yeah. intervention naming. Uh, <laughs> oh, you can't. I don't think. You oh, can you do can't that. name whatever. I, yeah, yeah. I don't think you can name tokens. Okay. I think. Oh wait, I, don't, I think. Oh, I think. Oh, you, you have to name a card, right? Yeah, oh, it's a card. Yeah. yeah okay. You so name, you can't name tokens. Is, is it another card where you can? No, no. But the the card you name has to be an actual magic card. Can't be like Drake. No, there's no card named Drake token. Yeah. Okay. There's no. Well, the the token would just be called Drake. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's, there's, no, no, there's no magic card name. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Um, and what was the other thing? Oh yeah, I was talking to to Dave, um, and we, we we played against each other, mm. and we played. Uh, we we had actually very similar decks. I think there was probably a difference in in our decks of about like five cards or something like that. <laughs> and he was playing a tiny splash as well. Mm. He was playing a splash of blue for uh, Nissa. Yeah. Um, and it was really funny actually. Uh, in we played three games. And in the first two games, I played uh, Lay Bear the Heart, which is the yeah. look at the mm. look at the opponent's hand. You can take a non legendary yeah. non uh, non legendary non land yeah. card. Uh, the turn before he would have played Nissa wow. in, in both games and got to take the Nissa. Oh, wow. And in the third game, I uh, it was it was my turn four, and I had a choice between uh, leave up cycling Sir the Sands or play like a Dune Beetle or Doom Descent or something mm. like that, plus the Lay Bear the Heart. And I was like, I probably doesn't have the Nissa, so I'm not gonna. I'm gonna try and save it till a bit later when he, yeah. you know, he has like two yeah. cards left in hand, maybe or something like that. And uh, although that's a bad idea with Nissa because she's an expat. 
<laughs> but uh, anyway, I, I went with the I'm going to leave up the cycling of the of the mm. thing, and he played the Nissa. Yeah, and when I told him after the game, he was like, I, I was like, I was gonna lay bare the heart on that turn as well. He was like, seriously, how how could you have done that again? <laughs> but uh, we were talking about um, unburden, which I think could be like one yeah. of the best comments in the I set. Be, so this is a one black black target oh, player yeah, discards, yeah. discards two cards too. and yeah, cycling yeah. Like two. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's unbelievable. Yeah, because yeah. if you can just cast that in the middle of the game. The person probably only has like two or three cards left in their hand. You're just going to leave leave them empty-handed. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and then like, it just has cycling at the start of the game. Yeah, so you can just throw it away. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, had two in my deck, and they were great. Like if you cast it on turn three and they discard two embalm cards, you feel pretty bad. Yeah, that's yeah, true. that's true. Thing. But yeah. I mean, it's it's really good most of the time. Like, so it's it's always like this. This card was in. Shadows as well, right? Mind Rot was in Shadows or Mind Rot was, yeah, but yeah, oh, this is like, different. Mind Rot is kind of cycling. Yeah, it has cycling, right? Yeah, right. Yeah. But the effect is is the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, and yeah. that was playable certainly in Control Mirrors in that format as well. Yeah. And if it looks like this is a format in sealed anyway, where Control Mirrors are going to be more prevalent, yeah, yeah, yeah this could yeah, just be yeah, a really good card. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, 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 I played it for like I had some cycling. Did I, I, no, I, I, no, I had no cycling synergies, but I played it because. Yeah, uh, because in a sealed pool, you're sometimes you're struggling to find tables. And I was like, well, I'll play this mainly just for the cycling thing. Yeah. But yeah, but sometimes it was like, yeah, when you're a big board stall, you're top decking, your opponent has two cards in your hand, you top deck, mind rot, or you're, you're playing for mind rot, you top deck, get umber, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Uh, you're just so happy to play it, and you're like, well, now there's no more concealed information. I yeah. can like, yeah. make the best sacks without fear anything. And yeah, exactly. It was huge. Yeah. 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 Um, and like, even you have to be really aware of playing against someone in black, someone mm-hmm. who's playing black, because basically what happened was, I, I was playing against Dave and he he used it on me when I had two cards left in hand and what had happened the previous turn was I had I think four cards in hand and I decided to go with a three mana play and a two mana play yeah instead so I, I had two fives in my hand mm. and a three and a two and I decided oh, to go oh, with a three wow. and a two yeah and then so then I had two cards left in hand and one was the uh, horror of the broken lance the 4-4 yeah. four, four guy with cycling and whenever you cycle he gets plus two plus one yeah. and the other one, other one was the uh, exile target creature yeah. so oh, he mind rotted me and got both Takes of them both your best whereas cards. instead yeah. if I had just played one of my five mana plays then I would have had in my hand three cards yeah. a five mana a three mana and a two mana I could have just gotten rid, gotten rid of the three and the two which were much less yeah. impactful um so something to think yeah. about whenever this is in the format yeah and also yeah, hold yeah. on to extra lands if you don't need to buy That's them uh, yeah because yeah. yeah, you yeah. can just discard them yeah. uh, like which means this card probably it will, if if it is good in the format people will start or, to play around it yeah at the same time though if you're in a top deck mode i mean if you're just playing your lands every turn then you can just play whatever spell you have every turn yeah but once you you're, once once you're if you're like hellbent and you're on six lands or seven lands what's in your deck that you need to keep playing lands. Well, obviously you have you to know, know what's in your deck. Yeah, 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 yeah. a draw spell, but if you're not blue, then yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly, yeah. yeah. And even Both if it is tomorrow. a draw spell, whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Draw it's, spell, yeah. yeah. <laughs> You'd rather just play the first one. Yeah. 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 Um, so yeah, that's... Uh, I'm, I'm very interested to see the draft format. Yeah. It's great. What it's yeah. like, see if anyone at the table can put together like an aggressive deck. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, me and people do, we, we all got a, a what, it, they call them pity packs, so it's a pack for participating, participating. Yes. Yeah, so it was like, I was very, I, I, in, in the final, it was like, it was very close games, and I was a little bit salty that I lost, and then I was like, oh, it's a shame, but I had my pack that I, I got for participating, and I opened it, and then I had a Angel of Sanctions token, and I was like, well, I wish oh, I had yeah. this for my, my actual <laughs> card, and I was like, but in that pack was also Liliana, and someone said, well, surely you'd, if you prefer that to be in your deck as well, like, <laughs> yeah. yeah well, I think I, I would like the token too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The token and the Liliana, yeah, both would have been good. In the yeah. ideal world, I, I wouldn't have to. And I found that you're, it's, it is very finicky doing those punch out uh, oh, yeah. Uh, things. Yeah, I never around. used them to be honest. Yeah. 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 It wasn't there, and they were, they were everywhere. Like all yeah, over they floor. were they were all over yeah. the floor. There's a lot of, yeah. a lot of rubbish. Yeah. Um, we got onto our deck of the week. Yes. So our deck of the week is uh, actually an upcoming deck from Amonkhet Standard. Yes. Um, well, I don't know if it's going to be a real player, it's, but uh, it's it's cool, it's interesting, and uh, Al, you've been doing a bit of testing with it. Yes. So you can kind of give us a, a rundown of the okay. deck itself. Yes, yeah, so I think we last week we, we alluded to the fact that I was playing a blue-red uh, like spells uh, cycling deck. This is one I mean, it's all, all credit to uh, Reddit user Finbez, who posted this on uh, Or Spikes. Mm-hmm. Uh, they call it Teamer Drake. So it's it basically, so when you, when you see a card like... Um, like Enigma Drake, Enigma Drake um, and um, what's it called? The, the Cryptic, the cryptic Serpent. I'm better than You're like, all right, well, these fit into a deck with lots and lots of spells. So initially, there was, yes, there was some blue red spells, decks going around. But now people have, so, well, this Sky Girl, Finbez, uh, Splash Screen. And I don't know, the really strange thing we mentioned before of how you Splash Screen to make your mana more consistent. Yeah. So it sounds odd. You're, you're yeah. playing just the four, it's tuned with ethers, or ethers. So, and ether hopes. I need the hopes, yeah. yeah. And then and harness, lightning, harness lightning then as well has, has, mm-hmm. has fuel. So, yeah, so, so they're playing 20 lands. Well, right, so. um, actually, Dr. No Glimmer has, has, oh, okay. has the other um, hieroglyphic elimination, yeah. which is draw two cards with one mana cycling, which yeah. I, think, I think in this deck uh, it fits better because there's only 20, 20 lands. Right. And I found in, in my testing you could just have you could just have two lands and reach no more lands, but still yeah. like, control the game so well mm-hmm. off those two lands. And then when you hit your, three, when you, when you hit your third land, you're like, all right, I'm just gonna play a twelve four with flying, um, yeah, because it's it's just, nice. and I feel like, I, so one so I'm gonna say even even when we saw like Teamer Tower, I was always confused over why are you playing green in you know this this blue red deck, and yeah. Yeah. if you're playing green for a two ether, which like it's gonna is 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 gonna help your mana when you will know, well, obviously got better mana if you get two spells but, or two two quarters, but in this, in, in this case, it's like playing and maybe the case with, with Teamer Tower, it's like you're playing four two ethers, so you're playing these sorceries instead of lands yeah I mean so, they're they're basically top lands yeah yeah and, and, and because you're having so much synergy with stuff in the graveyard with spells in the graveyard it's like you're happier to play sorceries replacing lands yeah, yeah. Um, that's that's why here you have 20 lands uh, but yeah I think the, yeah, the deck feels like very very powerful it has, it has really really powerful starts uh, it has the kind of it has the freedom to once you know what your opponent's playing you can just switch gears and play an aggressive deck or a control deck or just play the mid-range game and just outgrind them it's always a good yeah I think, I think, yeah, I think having, yeah, like having that choice is huge. Um, so I think I'll, I'll, I'll quickly run through the deck list here. So we're playing a three blossoming defense. We're playing four sensor. That's um, the yeah one of blue to kind of dark yeah. spell. That's your four is one, and you also yeah. have uh, cycling for one. You have uh, sensor's deliverance, which you mentioned, destroying target artifact with cycling for green. Uh, essence scatter. So essence scatter was one I thought was odd. So it's bounce bounce creature. No, uh, essence scatter. Uh, is sorry, no, sorry. Essence, yeah, sorry. Essence scatter is is counter creature spell, which makes sense. Yeah. Uh, the one I'll come to later. Yeah, it's so essence scatter. You have harness lightning, which goes with your two ether. Mm. You have hieroglyphic illumination. That's what we said. Draw four draw cycle. Two. Or sorry, draw, draw two. four. Yeah. Draw two. <laughs> draw pretty two. good. Four four. <laughs> uh, cycle yeah. one. Uh, we have four shocks. 
So we have three wins rebuke, which the card I was thinking of, which yeah, mm-hmm. it's, it's which I thought was odd. It's your you bounce a creature, you bounce for two. It's not actually a creature. It's a non non permanent. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, that's much better. Okay. Mm-hmm. Good versus Gideon. Yep. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And so, and, and well, I mean, creature yeah. bounce can get yeah. Gideon. Oh, true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like because we're we're playing twenty six instants and four sorceries. So thirty cards are are going to be fueling your spells, your thing. Yeah. So it's like it's very like it's pretty likely you'll hit two spells mm-hmm. when you do the mill for two, mm-hmm. which is is yeah. Which when I say like when you, when you're stuck in two lands, you're just kind of building towards your big turn. Like it's like get, getting those get, getting some extra spells off your self mill is pretty big. Um, and sorceries, the only sorceries we have are four two ethers, and the creatures our payoffs are two battle reveler, uh, four cryptic serpent, and four enigma drake. I think uh, Enigma Drake. A lot of people know it's the the one blue red flyer. We we talked about it last week, but yeah. um, Cryptic Serpent is one that a lot of people yeah. probably haven't seen before. Might want to read yeah, that out for us. Ooh, um, uh, yes, I'll 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 just get a look here. It's, so it's, it's similar uh, enough to um, Gear Seeker Serpent, which was in like Gear Seeker Serpent basically had affinity for artifacts. Yeah, yeah, uh, in Kaladesh. Or was it Kaladesh or the Revolt? I don't remember. Kaladesh. Kaladesh. Yeah, um, it's in Kaladesh, yeah, for sure. But Cryptic Serpent is quite similar. It's a 6-5, so yeah. it's reverse stats. It doesn't have any abilities, but uh, it costs, I believe, 5 blue-blue. Yeah, I'll double-check. I think, it, yeah, it's 5 blue-blue. It's 5 blue-blue, blue, and it's reduced by 1 for each instance or sorcery in your graveyard. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so even even though you really want your big 6-5 body to have some sort of evasion, yeah, 5 blue-blue. Mm-hmm. Um, and it doesn't go like... like it, sometimes you're just playing this like really early... And you know, when they're you know, turn four, they're turn three and turn four, when they're playing, you know, three fours and four fours, you're like, mm-hmm. yeah, six five, leave up kind of spell magic. It's just insane. Yeah, uh, it beats like, everything on yeah, the board. Yeah, like, they, they, they call this a tempo deck. It, it, it's really it's really the true embodiment of a tempo deck. You're yeah. making massive plays, keeping man up. Uh, and then you're happy just to play your hand and then, you know, draw three cards off your bed, Bedlam Reveler. Yeah. Um, and then as well, I noticed, so you feel like that when you see this deck, you think yeah, the ideal play is control the board, do one for ones. When you do any of those cards, you just play the Battle Reveler in your hand, draw three cards, and now you're you have tempo and card advantage. And then sometimes I found as well, sometimes because you're playing spells so quickly, you can play Battle Reveler with loads of cards in your hand, dis- discard your whole hand, and then one of the three cards in my top deck, it, you might you, you draw will be Cryptic Serpent, Serpent or yeah. Enigma Drake, Enigma Drake, which you can play with an obscene amount of power. Yeah, it's just and enormous. Yeah. You just have it, it, could, it could just be a two turn clock with um. Yeah, twelve four or thirteen four. Yeah, um, but Alan, like, how have you not attempted to put brutal expulsion in this deck? Because I think the real answer is with twenty lands, you very rarely reach four mana. True. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I think I, I, I feel like I, I think this deck definitely does need does need some tuning, uh, especially when we see tomorrow with bands uh, how how oh, yeah. will go out. We have. Yeah, I think four main board shocks will no longer be relevant if. Yeah, if you might but if prefer them to be mindless sprays. Yeah, right. Although going to the face is relevant I would say it definitely is yeah, yeah that's right. right I think actually maybe yeah, maybe, maybe even in this deck because you want them in your graveyard you're, you're yeah. happy just to have a target yeah you just time. maybe yeah. you'll just shoot it off yeah yeah I find myself doing that a lot yeah because like because end of turn it might just act as a an extra spell. land for you <laughs> as a lotus yeah, pendle yeah it does yeah. do damage yeah yeah, so, yeah. yeah. that is a thing exactly. yeah I, mean, I, I, I find that this deck does struggle to play against the gods um, mm. it's like, I mean I, I play against a few decks now that have uh Eronis, uh, the the five five, yeah, um, yeah. God, that, that, that seems to just be always able to attack and block, yeah, the deck that it goes in. Um, so I think just be able to being able to deal with an insurgible five five, I think would be something that maybe most decks should be considering when they're when they're being brewed up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, 
and, and unfortunately in these colors you have a, you have a band spell but yeah, yeah band spell, yeah. spell is really the and only way you, to do you, it and then you have the counter spells in as well to yeah. get, get off or you, you can kill the other creatures that yeah. are enabling the mm. attack and block on yeah. it yeah. Um, because I mean like usually those those red green decks are working at sorcery speed yeah 100% it, yeah. They, they, yeah. Only, they just tap it on their turn mm. so you, they're not going to like get you by making a creature yeah at instant speed or whatever yeah. Yeah. And, then, and then like you said because they tap out on their turn it's like well that's a, that's perfect Time to play in tensor when exactly you know yeah. they're really happy to play yeah, yeah. or, or even essence scatter as well yeah because yeah. all their stuff is creatures pretty much yeah yeah um yeah it's it's a really cool deck um I, I believe the guy who or girl who made it up um kind of gave credit to Har- the Hararuya Wayfinder thing yeah, yeah yeah so that's that's a something that the you know a number of pros who are so who are sponsored by Hararuya um do. I think this time it's a number of pros. Previously, it's previously it's been one Japanese. I believe um, it was Saido, Saido. The last few Saido or Kenji Samura, I think as well. Yeah, um, yeah. But anyway, so the, this time they just brewed up a load of decks, and it's actually really interesting. They included. Um, I don't think they've ever really included modern decks before, but this time mm. they did. Yeah, and yeah. it was actually a modern deck that inspired. Yeah, this one. Um, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, to yeah, think that the idea is so good that like you can modify it for different formats. Yeah, because yeah, just Cryptic yeah. Serpent is not a card that just jumps off the page at you yeah. and says like, yeah. "Oh, play me." Yeah, well, you're like, you know, five or seven. That's not good. But. Yeah, any anything that gets a severe discount from, from yeah. something else, yeah. you know, I mean, that's that's going to be huge, yeah. considerable at the at the end of the day. Looks good. Will you yeah. be playing this in? Uh, our, I think our I think, standard tournament next week, not this week, but uh, I I think I definitely will be because well, it, it, and the big advantage is it's like it's most like. A lot of the cards are cards that we already have. It's only a few yeah. new cards. Yeah, the new card and all the new cards are commons and uncommons. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I think it, it is a, a very good budget option. I think Venom Ever is probably the only uh, only rare, um, mm. which uh, yeah, which you know, I already have played that because I love that. And, and that's obviously fancy. Yeah, the Atlantis of yeah, Spiral Canals and Wonderful Worlds. Uh, but like it's um, and it's also a deck that I think a lot of people won't be prepared for week one as well. Yeah, it'll just true, be yeah. a bit like what's this yeah, yeah playing think, all yeah. these drafts on commons yeah and I think it's like when you're yeah <laughs> it is like a good draft deck yeah, yeah. and it's like you're um, and, and then I, I find that people kind of people will, will kind of kind of uh, gear towards a either a mid-range deck or, or aggressive creature deck mm-hmm. uh, during early stages of standard mm-hmm. uh, where you're just like, like like we said for example that green red deck this punishes like you know tapping out for creatures or definitely or playing out your hand uh, so spe- especially when if people are in a race against your deck but they don't know what to play around they yeah, don't know what's yeah, coming next that's like, yeah that's a way to get another it. good thing about green is that uh, in that particular deck is that it's a it's a deck where you have few threats but you want those threats to be very meaningful mm. so uh, having access to blossoming defense is amazing because yeah. what i find in like torrential gearhawk decks or whatever is that if they can um unlicensed integration you're you're a threat you're pretty screwed yeah but having access to blossoming defense means that you know you're, yeah, you can protect up. yourself you know yeah, if you yeah. just wait until yeah I, until I, think, yeah I think it's never most decks like that you're playing against still as as game with a deck like this you're you're benefiting or a control deck with your hooks you're benefiting from being in the long game yeah mm-hmm. like as the game goes on there's accumulating removal in your hand so i always feel that when you play that turn with your hook you're expecting it to be removed because yeah. it's like they haven't played the removal spells so yeah uh, yeah, so that's why green green works really well with this. Mm-hmm. Um, nice. And also, like stuff like you know, unlicensed integration w- would be the only spell really that gets yeah. a lot of them. Yeah. Because yeah. like cryptic serpent, you can't fatal push it. Yeah, that's right. It's going to be yeah. hard to harness lightning. Uh, same yeah. with Enigma Drake. It's hard to fatal push. Hard to harness yeah. lightning. Yeah. We will have cast out now. Yeah, we will that's have cast out. That's, that's yeah. uh, but blossoming defense helps with that sure. as well. Yeah. 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 Sure. Um, 
yeah, so interesting. Hopefully, we can see some uh, that deck put up some results. Yeah, we see how it tweaks and changes as a, as a format develops. Yeah, yeah exciting. Um, and what what else did I want to mention before we wrap up for the week? Uh, we're doing a chaos draft tomorrow. That should be great. I can't yeah. wait. This is great. <laughs> yeah, we'll either talk about it next episode. We might have a little bonus episode, yeah. possibly, just to talk Maybe about so, it. Yeah, because yeah. yeah. it is just—it's a cool thing that you don't get yeah. to do very often playing Magic. Yeah, yeah. So um, we're all excited for that. I think. Yeah. yeah. I say it's mostly mostly newer sets. I think that we'll be playing with, but it goes back at least. To yeah, I mean the first modern Lara, masters, and there's some. Yeah, yeah there's a Lara, shards of Lara. I think in there some older sets. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, but yeah, it should be really yeah. good. Yeah, excited. Uh, so that'll do it for for this week from us. Um, so thanks to Barry Cannon for our theme music. You can find us on Twitter. Yep. Go crack on Twitter. Um, you can find us on Simplecast.fm. You can find us on iTunes. You can find us on anywhere that you get your podcasts. Um, because they all got them yeah. from my tunes. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like, like <laughs> wherever you found this podcast, you'll find you'll find, find the next the next yes. one. There. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, continue to check there, uh, <laughs> and we will be here back again next week. Thanks for yes. listening. Bye. See you. Bye.